He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. All right, folks, happy Tuesday. I am Drew Berkwist. This is my show. Damn glad to be with you today. Thanks for spending some time with us. We have a lot to get to. I know that's probably not surprising to you. We have a three-hour show, so... We better have a lot. We better have a lot to get to. Uh, We're going to tackle some headlines here in a moment. We've got Colony Ridge, Texas, that you need to hear about. It's a city north of Houston that's being built for... Illegals. Yes, you heard that correct. We've got Joe Rogan, who slammed Biden, his administration, as a diversity sideshow cabinet. We've got a... Remember the creepy Ukrainian spokesperson? Yes. Well, he's back. He's hot. He's... No. No. <laughs> Negative. Um, I mean, if you're into that sort of thing. T- yeah, I mean, I guess. Teach his own, right? Tons of stuff we're going to get to in the headlines here in a second. Uh, reminder, please sign up for DB Coin Club. That's dbcoinclub.com. You can go there. You get an extra show on Fridays. You get entered into contests. You get all sorts of things. Military, first responders, you guys get 30% off your membership. So sign up. If you're an annual member, you get a challenge coin sent to you. By the way, we sent out some notes today to several people. We have, we have pushed. Let's say pushed. It's pushed is better than canceled. We've pushed the in-studio extravaganza um, to a different, better date, uh, TBD date, that is. We will get back with you on that, um, but it's going to be that much better because of it. Folks on Spaces, if you're in X Spaces, we will get to you. We're going to go through the headlines. We spend the second part of the hour typically going to you all, having conversations with you guys as our call-in folks. Uh, So please get in there. Request a mic, get your hand up, and then just be patient. I promise we are going to come to you. Before we get into the headlines today, folks, please make sure that you're taking care of your wealth, your savings. That looks like different things for everyone. Some people have a lot saved up. Some people have less stored up. Some people in the middle. It doesn't matter. It's all yours. So you don't want to lose it, right? So I need you to do me a favor. Call my friends at American Alternative Assets. Protect those hard-earned savings. The economy is in tatters. This Biden administration and what the left is doing to our economy is not helpful to your dollar. It's not helpful anywhere. So brace yourselves. Get ahead of it. Call American Alternative Assets. You can get a free wealth protection guide. They can walk you through an entirely legal tax loophole, help you transition some of your funds or all of your funds, whatever is best for you, to gold and silver IRAs. All you got to do is call 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Again, that's 833-287-2465, or you can visit protectfrombiden.com. Okay, so let's get into some headlines here. We've got a lot that we're going to cover. And I, I want, this, for this first one, I want you to think about something. I want you to think about Hunter Biden, okay? Think about him. And we're, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to put some, we'll put some images up on the screen here in a second to help you kind of think about Hunter Biden, okay? Perfect. And these images that we're going to show you that we're going to pop up here are ones that you've seen before. We've shown a lot of videos and images on This Is My Show in the past. 
We're going to do so again today. Uh, and 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 just for your awareness, this is still quasi PG-13, um, but it's not R or NC-17 for sure. We're going to show some of the more docile ones that are out there. But this is someone here. Here's here's him in a tub. You can see him. I and we'll just kind of scroll through him here, Disco. But this is someone that is the most well-known cocaine addict in America, right? Someone who's an embarrassment not only to his family, but to the country because of his, his familial ties, because of the son being the son of the former VP, the son of the current president. And this is someone who's also, by the way, broken the law, several of them, in fact. And this someone, this person you're seeing on the screen there, thankfully that image is cropped up because there's, there's some action going on below the, the surface there. This someone is blaming the Internal Revenue Service, who granted we all dislike, they're not our favorite agency for sure, but he's blaming the IRS for, are you ready for it? For embarrassing him. <laughs> Just to zoom in on this. It's, this photo, it's not yeah. himself and his actions that embarrassed him. It's someone calling him on it. Imagine being that out of touch. Imagine being that entitled that you put yourself in these horrible situations. Take photos like the one you're seeing on the screen. If you're in X bases or listening in your car, it's... It's Hunter in his in his tidy whiteies with a scarf. We've used the image a, a million times. He's got sneakers on though. He's got, oh, he does. I mean, yeah. that's true. He's he's ready to run if he needs to. <laughs> if he needs to. But I mean, imagine that. Imagine being so jacked up that when someone calls you for stuff, and I get it. There's nuance to everything. There's there's sometimes where people say something about you or your friends, your family members. You're like, well, that's not true, and you don't understand the circumstances. It's never on the level. Of Hunter Biden stuff, though. Like, it's just not, right? So he's mad that the IRS embarrassed him for being him. I just find this extremely remarkable. It's not surprising. It's not surprising at all coming from Hunter Biden or any Biden or any Democrat for that matter. But to, to be like that, you no, you hurt my feelings. You're embarrassing me. No, you're embarrassing you. You're a disaster of a human being. Right? Am I am I wrong here? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, this would be like going to the uh, food court at the mall and exposing yourself, and then getting arrested, and then blaming the police for the mall cops. Yeah, the mall cops for making you look bad. That's a very, <laughs> a very. You know what? I'm almost willing to to do that though. Right now, if someone would bring me some Sabaro, mm. because you can say what you want. It's mall pizza. But when you sit down and have some Sabaro, it tastes good. You put uh, garlic on it? I put garlic on everything. I've got <laughs> garlic all over myself right now, which is awkward, and it's it's tough for people here in the studio. But, I mean, but it, it just is. I mean, that's a, that's a very strange and weird analogy, but it's a perfect Tom analogy, and I love it because that's what's happening here. I've done all these things. I've been with, you know, Ukrainian, Russian, all Chinese, you name it, hookers from all over the world. I've done cocaine off of their backside. I have... I have snorted Parmesan cheese, as I said, on air on a... Not you, Hunter. Hunter, yes, exactly. <laughs> to be clear for those listening, like, what's this show about? No, 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 I'm talking about the son of the sitting president of the United States of America. You've done all those things, and then you, and then you have the gall to say, you're embarrassing me. Stop talking about me and the crazy shit that I do. That, that to me, is just a perfect state of where we are. And you know that it's not going to go poorly for him. I don't, I'm not saying he's going to win this lawsuit against the IRS or not win it. I, well, I don't even care. 
I, I just care about how broken and decrepit, uh, you know, broken we are as a society where you have people like this who are that that jacked up. They're like, you know what? I'm in the right here. You're in the wrong for calling me on being in the wrong, and I don't like it, so I'm going to sue you. Like, that, that, that's ridiculous. Stop he, it. He's going to win. This is another one of the Biden family scams, man. It's all money laundering. Hey, they talk shit about The IRS talks shit about me, so I'm going to sue them, and now this IRS is going to pay him out, you know, a couple million in tax-free money. It's, it, it, it would be nice to live a life of privilege like that. It sure would. It sure would. And and, and again, I, I don't know where the line is on this. Uh, I want as a believer to show grace and to, to be kind where I can. I, I, I want to, and I need to, uh, frankly, I need to do a, be, a better job of it. But you see someone like this, and it's like, bro, you are so broken. Like, I don't know what Hunter has to do legitimately, not, not for, for a, a TV spot or for you know some marketing or whatever i don't know what you have to do to try and win people back and show that hey maybe maybe you're on on the uptick like is it going and spending years in africa being a missionary and and or just bringing food and water and humanitarians i don't know what it is but it's like dude you've got a long road to hoe to to get back in any and, and not like good graces just like marginal graces of other human beings on the planet. What if, just that jacked up? What if he spilled the beans? What if he said, yeah, the big guy, this is what's been going on, here it is. I'll take that. I'll take that as a victory. This guy here has always made me feel awful. He led me to do all these things because he's a horrible father. And if he, if he let out all that stuff out of the bag and was like, this is why I'm jacked up, which by the way makes sense, I'd be like, okay, let's get you some help. And some protection. Yes, yeah. you're going to need both both sexual protection and physical security protection. Uh, you're going to need both. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. But but to to say you're embarrassing me, like again, you got to just own up to stuff. Everyone makes mistakes. They're not all Hunter Biden level mistakes. But you make mistakes. You, you got to own up to it. And then someone calls you on it. You I know it upsets you, but you can't. You, Suing some suing the federal government, who by the way has been protecting you over embarrassing you. The whole thing is just a laughing stock to me. It shows where we are as a country. I don't like any of it. I'm not happy about it. But let's move on to something else uh, that'll probably get you kind of spun up too on this Tuesday. Because let's stay with DC or DC kind of adjacent news. You have Chuck Schumer, the the you know Senate Majority Leader, who's been in politics since the First World War who thought it would be a good idea this week to drop the dress code in the United States Senate. So it happened. You can see a a tweet there on the screen. Fox confirms that the Senate will no longer enforce a dress code for senators. Senators can now wear whatever they want. However, because this is so perfect for government here. However, Others entering the chamber must comply with the dress code. Coats, ties for men, business attire for women. That's because we're, they're better than you. Of course, right? <laughs> they, of course they're better than me. They're better than all of us. They're not. So why did he do this? Well, I think we all know the answer to that. You can see it on the thumbnail today. We've seen the discussion about it. The answer is the Dems forced a victory in Pennsylvania for a stroke patient. His name is John Fetterman. Which is, again, not to pick on, please hear me on this, it's not to pick on stroke patients. We all know people who have had strokes, family members, friends, all of that. 
but it's rather just to highlight that someone who literally could not speak at the time, he can't speak a whole lot better now, never accomplished anything, was pushed into the United States Senate. Only 100 people sit in those positions. They're important roles. And we had someone who was essentially what everyone else in society would call a special needs person. Pushed in there, pushed, and, and, and not only pushed in there, pushed in there to make decisions for the American people. So you've got John Fetterman. And this is still, in my view, is one of the biggest FU moments in history. But it goes along perfectly with everything that the left is doing to us here in America. But back to the dress code. We know that John Fetterman only wears basketball shorts, hoodies. We've seen his outfits. We've all talked about his outfits ad nauseum. Everyone else follows the standards that have existed forever, right? I mean, that's just always been the case. You're in the, se you're in the Senate. You're in the House. You're an aide to one of those people, whatever. That's how you dress. Now, with this new ruling, senators can wear whatever they want. Whatever they want. Does that include staff members, too? According to what they said, it's just senators. Okay. It's just senators. Because that tweet we just read, it said, however, others entering the chamber must comply with the dress code, which, again, is coats and ties for men or business attire for women, which is obviously also a, a, a sliding scale because women always have a little bit more grace on dress codes. So it's more rules for thee, not for me, right? And it's, and it's more we are, as a government, the laughing stock of the world right now. Well, they talked to John Fetterman, uh, or at least one of his stand-ins. Here, here was the response from one of his, his many stand-ins to Marjorie Taylor Greene, who criticized the move. Take a listen. Uh, what, what do you say to that? Well, you know, her platform, you know, really, she runs on more and more dingling, you know, picks, you know, on uh, in the, the, me the meetings uh, over in, in the Congress. So, again, uh, I, I'm not really sure why she cares how I dress, uh, but, you know, she really takes it a different way. So I'm so confused on this because, again, he looks nothing like John Fetterman, but he sure talks like him. So kudos to to that guy, if it's not John Fetterman, for for talking exactly yeah, like Yeah, what happened to the big thing on his neck? You sound just as dumb. Maybe it was surgically removed. Maybe he's using it as like a a, a gender transition, like <laughs> some some gender meat, as we'll call it from now on. Um, that's just gender meat. Pick it up, move it wherever you want. Create a part. Do what you want. But it's not because Marjorie Taylor Greene or anyone on the right side of the aisle says that your dress code is bad, John. It's, it's because this has been the longstanding tradition. You, you have a job of that profile and, and what used to be called prestige. I don't think there's a whole lot of prestige with it anymore. You dress a certain way. You dress a certain way. So you've got... <laughs> Are you zooming in on the picture of the Easter Bunny there? I, I couldn't tell. I thought that was maybe like the state puff marshmallow man, but no, it's no, the it's Easter, bunny. Easter Bunny. I couldn't tell. <laughs> I think there's a couple of other things at play with this story. Um, first of all, I think everybody knows by now that I am an anti-hoodite, and I am proud to say that I'm anti-hoodite, or you could call me a hoodieophobe. I think I... Not I do not enjoy the look of the hoodie, wearing hoodies, anything about the hoodie. First of all, second of all, let's not forget John Fetterman comes from uh, one of the richest families in the area that he grew up in. He's an everyman larper. He's wearing an every what he perceives to be an everyman costume, right. which is the basketball shorts and the hoodie, the Carhartt hoodie. 
That's his trademark because he is he comes from privilege. He lived off his family up until the age of what was it, forty five? Something when he crazy, became yeah. the mayor of what was it, Brookford or Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't for this conversation. Yeah. So let's you know, can't forget that. But moreover, the reason why Chuck Schumer did this is to show the utter contempt that the left has, and in particular, the Communist Party has for all historical institutions in the United States. And and it's to make a mockery out of it. Yeah. And that's the main reason for it. And, you know, once you... Once you make a mockery out of something, then it becomes everybody looks at it and they see people, you know, I hopefully with these relaxed restrictions, we'll be able to see Maisie Hirono in a coconut bra and a hula skirt. That would no, be we great. don't want to see that. We don't. <laughs> I would nope. enjoy that. Maybe the C-section scar. It would be fantastic. Anyways. I, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> so getting back, getting back to my point of if you want to... Uh, you know, fully transform the United States of America, which is Obama's plan, and is being executed by Biden, you have to tear down of anything of any historical cultural significance. And the best way to do that is to show your contempt for something. And that way you can destroy it from within and replace it with something else. Yeah, no, I think that that I think that it absolutely plays in. I think I think that you're right for sure. Um, Florida governor, presidential candidate Ron DeSantis weighed in. Also, here were his thoughts on it. So I don't, did you guys hear the U.S. Senate just eliminated its dress code because you got this guy from Pennsylvania who's got a lot of problems. I mean, let's just be honest, like how he got elected. Well, I mean, he got elected because they didn't want the alternative, but um, he wears like sweatshirts and hoodies and shorts and that's his thing. So he would campaign in that, which is your prerogative, right? I mean, if that's what you want to do. But to show up in the United States Senate with that and not have the decency to put on proper attire, I think it's disrespectful to the body. And I think the fact that the Senate changed the rules to accommodate that, um, you know, I think looks speaks very poorly uh, to how they consider that. Look, we need this country, we need to be lifting up our standards in this country, not dumbing down our standards in this country. And this is an example why. So I agree with a lot of that. And um, you know, particularly the last part, lifting up standards, not decreasing them. I think it is part of tearing down an institution. You have to do that to, to kind of do the overhaul they're talking about. And, and uh, you know, I'm unique here. Tom and I are very different on that. Like, I, I, and, and even with Big D here, I love uh, Big D's been an amazing governor to us. I'm not as big on a dress code. I don't think it, it has to matter as much as people make it matter. Like I, 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 but I also think there needs to be some rules. Like there has to be some tradition. I see the tradition in looking nicer, but I think a, a blazer and a button down and, and some slacks, even some golf pants that you could call slacks. Like that's fine. Like you're good. You're good. But, but my bigger issue here is, is is and and the bigger underlying issue is 100% what you're talking about Tom is is we're changing things not just for the sake of changing things but we're changing things for a very purposeful reason but as they're doing that you're using John Fetterman as kind of like you're 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 putting him up on this pedestal we're changing it for this guy that guy like what who are you kidding me 
It sounds like he went to Schumer. He's like, I got mustard on all my nice clothes, and I can't. I have nothing else to wear. Can we do something about this? He, he's probably got like two, and he and he and he has tons of money. Get him. Get comfortable ones. Get like stretchy ones made that are that that feel great when you're wearing them. I I, I don't know. I hate suits. If you see me in a tie, run. Something is wrong, or someone's dead. It's a costume. It's a costume for John Fetterman, like I said before. He, he, he's doing it to try and come across as this everyman when he's not. He's a spoiled brat who never had to work a day in his life. He gets hooked up with this chick whose dad was the head of the Communist Party in Brazil, gets her to the United States. She's an illegal. They end up getting married, having a couple of kids. She ran off to Canada with her boyfriend to leave him to you know to get recreated or something in a hospital where there's a couple of him running around now but he's it's all fake it's all contrived that that's to me is the most ridiculous part about this because it's not him yeah as much as he would like it to be he is your typical you know polo shirt khaki pant wearing dude that hangs out at the club for luncheon but he's very uncomfortable with the the family that he was born in but he'll take their money but he's gonna act like the everyman and kind of like the rebel of the family and i'm here for the working class guy which is all a bunch of bullshit he is a communist and he's trying to play on people's emotions of being just like them yeah no i i i think there's a lot of truth in all of that i i I just don't like it. Again, I, here's the deal. If you're going to, whether you want to do that job, whether you want to play the part of that job for the benefits of that job, whatever the case might be, there's, there's, that's one of the reasons, honestly, I never want to get into politics because then, one, I'm going to say stuff that, that people are uncomfortable with, which is, I think, what we need, honestly. But you're going to, you want me to dress that way? I don't like dressing that way. I'm not going to do it. I like living in my board shorts or my short Daisy Duke shorts and, and a T-shirt and my flops. That's how I'm going to do it. Sometimes I'm going to have some stuff pop out of the bottom of the shorts. That's just an extra treat for you. But I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to dress that way because that's not who I am. And I don't think it's completely necessary, but I also am not in support of this move. I don't think you should change that. I do expect that kind of level of dress from people who are in those positions. You, you want to see them, you want to see them um, look respectful, have, have decorum when they're in the chamber. I mean, you want them to be everything that they're not now, frankly. Um, right. I but. mean, you know, Fred Gwynn summed it up the best in My Cousin Vinny when he's like, Mr. Gambini, <laughs> I expect you to wear the proper attire in my courtroom. <laughs> you know, it's all about wearing the proper attire for the setting that you're in. If you're a lifeguard, you're not going to wear, you know, a, a, a starch shirt, a cowboy hat, and boots in a pair of Wranglers. You're not going to do that. Just as if, um, you know, in any any situation that you're in, your, your job dictates how you're going to look. Yeah. And, you know, if you're a lawmaker, you're supposed to look a certain way. It, it, if a tie isn't your thing, I could see you relaxing the tie rule. Yeah. Because a lot of places have, you know, a, a lot of trends have become... You know, if you're going to wear a suit, not wearing a tie, but having a pocket square, whatever, you know, things change, you know, styles change or whatever, but it's still, you still maintain the suit look or any kind of like a, a jacket and a nice shirt, sports or a button down shirt and pants. Yeah, no, I, and I'm so good with that. Like, I actually like blazers. I think blazers are a nice way to jazz things up, whether they were slacks or jeans or whatever. You have a night, but you, you can do it right without just being like, just wear whatever. I mean, come from the gym, however you got to do it. Like there's just such a, a C in between 
what what we're talking about here and what they're actually doing. You know how you stop this? <laughs> I know. I know, Tom, but tell everyone. No, no. This is if if you're a John Fetterman aide, listen to me. Okay. If you're really mad at him and you want to get back at him, one day when he's wearing basketball shorts, put a Viagra in his water and let him walk to the Senate floor with a basketball short boner and see how that goes. Family show. Family show. <laughs> well, you know, so, so it's others need to wear, you know, need to you know, conform to the dress code. It's because they're expecting them to respect the, the room that they're in. Right. It's the same thing with these centers. They need to respect the seat they're sitting in by wearing what, what they need to be wearing, not whatever they want. And, I, you know, hey, it's going to look weird. You're going to see a bunch of centers, and hopefully, and hopefully it looks like this. The Democrats are all going to be in gym clothes, and the Republicans are going to be in suit and tie. But that's just what's probably going to have to happen. Well, but, but you know what's really going to happen is everyone's going to continue to dress the same way, and he's going to continue to look like a special needs child wearing his clothes, and we're going to continue to mock him because it's going to be ridiculous. Because I think most people do, even, even the folks on the left who hate our country, some of them just like to dress up. They like to play the role. They like to pretend they get us and they understand us when they, in fact, don't. So I, I, I don't think it's going to even change except for maybe one, maybe two, three people. Maybe some people drop a tie, but you're not going to notice that like in a wide shot. You're going to notice the big Neanderthal who's standing over there trying to muster up words for a sentence, not able to do it in gym clothes. And not even gym clothes. No one wears the kind of clothes that he wears to the gym. It's just that those are Fetterman clothes. Yeah, I, you know, you're not going to notice Amy Klobuchar wearing a pair of Lululemon pants and a nice low-cut jog bra. <laughs> so Trump has been doing the rounds with several sit-down <laughs> interviews. He, he sat down with a chick from Meet the Press who continued to try and blame January 6th, and particularly the lack of security on that day on Trump. He wasn't having it. Here was the exchange. I don't know who you By the way, on that day. Nancy Pelosi. I, I, I don't have. I, why would day. I tell you that? Listen, Nancy Pelosi was in charge of security. She turned down ten thousand soldiers. If she didn't turn down the soldiers, you wouldn't have had January sixth. Did you call military or law enforcement? What? Did you call military or law enforcement at the moment the Capitol I'm was under attack? I'm not going to tell you anything. I told. Okay. I, let me put it this way. I behaved so well. I did such a good job. Nancy Pelosi turned down 10,000 soldiers. If she didn't do that. But and now Nancy I understand, I understand that, that the police testified against her. Listen to me, Kristen. Listen to me. I understand that the police testified against her, the chief very strongly against mm -hmm. her. Capitol Police, great people. They testified against her and they burned all the evidence. Okay? They burned all the evidence. Mr. They destroyed all the evidence about Nancy Pelosi. What do you say to people? People who wonder why you, you as commander in chief, you have authorities that Nancy Pelosi doesn't have. As no, commander no, she in chief. has authority over why the capital. Why didn't you send help in that moment, though? Uh, frankly, just so you understand, I assumed that she took care of it. She turned down. So when you realized that that the National Guard wasn't coming, well, you didn't. You don't realize anything until quite a while. National Guard not coming. I asked, I asked it to be there. Three days in advance, and she turned it down. She says that that request was never officially made. Oh, just so it. you know. L let, let me just tell you. Let me ask you the about pardons, of D let Mr. Me President. You. The mayor of D.C. gave us a letter 
saying that she turns it down. Okay, we have it. Nancy Pelosi also was asked, and she turned it down. The police commissioner I'm talking of about Capitol the day Police, of wait a minute. Yeah. Capitol Police said that he wanted it, and Nancy Pelosi wouldn't accept it. She's responsible for January Let's, 6th. Mr. President. Nancy Pelosi's responsible. Mr. And President, the you're the president, though. You have, to you have authorities her. that no one else has as the commander-in-chief. Do you think you showed leadership on that? Yes, absolutely, I did. Okay. So, look, I mean, here's the deal. There has been countless bits of evidence and documentation over the years now proving what Trump says here. Pelosi, which, by the way, keep in mind, Pelosi's family members were there shooting stuff that day. Um, so it kind of makes sense why she wasn't big on having security, because Pelosi knew about all this. But but th there's been so much evidence for Kristen Welker to go so hard to the hoop like she did there. It just shows what a useful tool and pawn she is of the left, because it just doesn't make sense. And it shows it shows that they don't understand how the system really works. The The, the, the president doesn't just make every decision. The president, in fact, is how the Democrats now, the Democrats of today, I should say, like it. It's a figurehead position. But they're not a dictator. I think Jill said something in the in the chat over there, too. Like, that's not how it works. It's, the, it's literally just you're, you're, you're explaining a situation in an alternate universe. It doesn't work that way. If, if it did, then yes, then he would be wrong. But that's not how it works. And he did make those requests. And that's not me. You guys know me. If you if you come here all day, I don't sit here and kiss the ring or kiss the feet of Trump or any candidate. I just don't do it. I'll never do it. Not interested in doing it. Uh, I don't. First of all, I don't like kissing feet. It's a weird. It's a weird thing. Call me. Call me strange. But I'm not going to do it. But he's he's right on this situation. Vodka Granny was totally in on this situation, and she a lot of the blame in a normal, regular world with fair rules would fall on her, but we don't live in one of those worlds, unfortunately. So she gets a pass. The left and their media proxies are allowed to attack him. And and lost in the sauce with all of this is the truth. Yeah, well, Kristen Welker demonstrated how actually dumb and stupid and ignorant she is as far as what the president can do. Did she really think, does she really think in her heart of hearts, does she in her brain that barely is functioning, does she really believe that the president can pick up the phone and say, oh, there's a riot at the Capitol. You know, I need to have, you know, some Apaches come in and doing strafing runs on everybody who, you know, is approaching the Capitol, and I want it now. It, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> the president does not have those powers to do something like that. And if she believes that he does... There, there's no baseline for any kind of discussion that you could have with her. Or even if she's talking about calling up the National Guard. Okay, so Trump decides to call up the National Guard. Does she really think the guardsmen are standing by and, like, just ready to go at a moment's notice? They, you know, just think about, you know, in the morning, how long it takes you to get your kids to school. Just think about that little, you know, process. What is that, an hour, hour and a half or so by the time that they wake up, have breakfast, put on their clothes, brush your teeth, get everything together, get them in the car, drive them through there, creep through the, the, the drop-off line, you know. Now, magnify that time that takes you just to do that, trying to get together 500, 1,000 National Guardsmen. It's not going to be as easy as picking up the phone and saying, hey, I need these guys. It's just, it's ridiculous. Well, yeah. I mean, the only th the only thing that she can she can 
get away with there because that's how people perceive it is that the commander in chief, the person in, in at, sitting behind the resolute desk has more power than everyone else, which is true to an extent, but it's not true to the extent that she thinks it is. So, and that's where she, she's able to kind of tuck in Miller's law here. And, and there's some half truths and some, some unhalf truths. Um, but well, you, you, you've got that, but you're right. I mean, it spins up, but there was, there was people requested before yeah. it was shot down. Like, so uh, the preparation was there. The mindset was there of how to keep this thing safe. The two things that were are, are frequently omitted is one, that it was turned down. So extra security was turned down. And two, that there were people there to instigate and make this thing an absolute nightmare that it became. Both of which are the most important points of all of it. But you're not allowed to talk about that. You're, just, you're not allowed to talk about it. How dare you? How dare you? Um, All right, let's get to question of the day today, which, by the way, is a cage fight edition. So we just talked about John Fetterman, his hoodies, his underpants. Did we talk about his underpants? No, we talked about boners. Yes, that's true. Boners (laughs) did come up. No underpants. Uh, Obviously, I'm not wearing any. Um, Obviously. (laughs) That's why the short shorts sometimes give you a little gift. Um, I'm in my 40s. That's just gravity. That's how it works. But so who who wins in a cage fight? This is the question today. Who wins in a cage fight? John Fetterman or Stacey Abrams? Mm. I feel like we've done one similar before, but this is a good question. Who wins in a cage fight? John Fetterman or Stacey Abrams, send your responses in. We will share our responses as well. We will get to you folks over on X Spaces. We will get to you folks in the comments uh, and the various chat rooms that are out there right after this break. Get more of Drew and This Is My Show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. 
Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. Act swiftly, 833-287-2465. So you know what I noticed? The the hunchback short there that was just played, that, that people in X space and, and listening in their cars are like, what the hell just happened? That was pre shelves. Yeah, pre shelves. Pre shelf units or well, I don't know what we're calling them. The built ins. Oh how time <laughs> time changes. I thought you were gonna change. say it was a pretty good Fetterman imitation. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was. I mean, you speak a lot better than than Fetterman. What did you put in the post for, like, the, as the description? Like, we don't discriminate here at, at Red Beach or something like that, or when it comes to hiring or something. I can't remember what the post was. It was something, something like that. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, it was something like that. Um, I started doing a post today for a hot chick and then a black Jewish midget, and. <laughs> Interestingly enough, my computer, I'm not saying anything weird, but my computer deleted the post before I could post it. I think it was helping me out. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, I don't think it. you really want to post this. <laughs> We're looking for it. Pegasus uh, 2 is on your computer. It's on bro. my computer. Yeah. <laughs> so, remi uh, reminder of question of the day it's who wins in a cage fight? John Fetterman or Stacey Abrams? You can choose Stacey on a full stomach or an empty stomach. I'm not sure the, if the latter ever happens. Um, but that was the question. We've got some answers. Barb says Abrams. Grandfathered sin, easy. Stacey Abrams, she would just swallow him. Abrams <laughs> for the win. Fetterman just has nothing in the tank, says Mudcat. Abrams, says Jill. His face looks like a chicken breast, very specific. My beaver, who's here, just is talking about Viagra. Yes, the Viagra. Um, <laughs> I appreciate the comment. Stacey, um, Stacey Abrams, that is, for, for Jackie. He would be a pushover. Abrams shall strangle him with his own hoodie, says Texas Panhandle Patriot. Andy Pearson, the crowd wins. Watching two mentally impaired people fight is awesome. Uh, dark and fun answer from Andy Pearson. Um, there. <laughs> Judy says, Stacey Abrams, my beaver comes back. 
we've left Viagra and we've gone to a winner, which is a non-participant, but the winner for, for my beaver is Lizzo, which is, I think, Stacey Abrams. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's see what other ones we've got here. Tom, who are you going with? Well, the weight's about the same for the two of them. Uh, Fetterman is a bit taller. He's got the reach advantage. I'm going to have to go with Stacey Abrams. Even if she doesn't win, she'll claim that she has won. And will claim that she has won from now and forever. So <laughs> she's the winner. Okay. I was, I was going to say something similar. Disco, what are you going with? I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards Fetterman. I feel like he's going to have like that ogre, like... It's gonna something's gonna click, and all of a sudden he's just gonna have strength that he never knew he had. Yeah, and he's just feet. He, five, I, five, I, and I think it's just gonna. What we call it nowadays, that kind of strength. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a different word for that disco. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think he's gonna get a lucky swing into like her temple, and she's just gonna be out. Like it's it's not gonna be because he was thinking about. It. He's just gonna, ah, and then it's just gonna take her out. So yeah. I think, and this is a tough one. Um, I think that. If Abrams can get on top, and I'm not talking sexually, just stop. Maybe that happens at some point, too. <laughs> Let's not rule it out. Get all hot and bothered. Mm, I mean, she does write romance novels, right? She's written, like, what, like, eight, six, eight, something like that? But I think that if Stacy can get on top, it's a done deal. This is like this is like earthquake or, or tugboat from back in the WWF days before they were even WWE. Maybe you could say Bronson Reed in today's day and age. Um, but I think, I think that she does. And even if she doesn't, to your point, Tom, she claims that she did and perpetuates that lie moving forward. Like she has for five years uh, in the, Jordan I didn't lose the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, and, and you can't look, let's be honest. You can't combat and, and win an argument against a loud, outspoken female who happens to be of, of, of color like that. You're going to lose in, in today's day and age, as dumb as that is, you're going to lose that because we it's all about not the substance, but actually the, the visuals and the optics. And he'll have so. forgotten that he was actually in the fight. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's true. He's unless they make love. Oh, I mean, I guess I already referenced it once, but now it's just a, yeah. Well, it's like, uh -huh. have you ever been to those uh, gay wrestling gyms where you, like, no. get mats out and it's all hot in there and then you'll, like, select a dude to wrestle with? Have you? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this, um, <clears throat> let's just end the show. Be safe. Be smart. <laughs> Be free. You know, just, uh, um, <clears throat> here you go. We'll just, <clears throat> just start it now. Oh, the Viagra <laughs> joke was about Fetterman, says says Beaver. Yes, because we did talk about him with a boner earlier. Uh, we've lost track of the show multiple times today already. Um, okay, do we have do we have mics? Do we have speakers? Or are we continuing on here? Because I, I will go either direction. Someone smarter than me, just tell me what we're doing. No, we don't have anyone with okay. mics right now. If you've got if you've got mics, you want to come up and and engage, come on up. Raise your hand, do whatever you do in X spaces. Shell will get you straight, which by the way, happy birthday to Shell. It's Shell's birthday. Everyone's happy, happy birthday. birthday happy birthday. Let's Shell. all sing happy birthday in Lithuanian. Ready? I think that's it. <laughs> yep, that's it. nailed it. <laughs>
Nailed so it. So good. Nailed it. So good. I like you did really good with, the, you, with the dialect. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, you guys. You guys are awesome. You are so welcome. Thanks for all you do. Um, so let's talk about this. Well, people are coming up. You should come up. Come talk with us. We're strange. We can all be strange together. It's just kind of. It's like happens. we scared everyone off when we yeah, started talking I mean, about I, bonus. I don't know if anyone's even here anymore. But, but let's let's talk about. So we talked about Alex Soros the other day. You know how he's been um, meeting with Kamala. There could have been intercourse there. We're not certain, but that's what we're going to call it. That's, meeting. They were meeting for eight hours. I'm talking about some Viagra. Beaver talking about Viagra. You're going to need it for eight hours. But. But they were meeting, and then and then Alex Soros also met with Pelosi. He's been doing the rounds, and he is, by the way, more terrifying. Gosh, he's so weak. I hate looking at his face, but he's more terrifying than his father. Weakness is just you like, hate you hate. Weak, I hate weak it. Men. I can smell it. I can. I, I. I. This is a picture, and I can smell it. Like I'm gonna pass out from it. But he was meeting with guess who? Tom's former governor. Gavin Newsom. Yes, he loves the French laundry and tyranny. Those are his two favorite things, so I have heard. God, look at that. You shouldn't even go outside. Shouldn't even go outside. But this is an all that aside, I'll put my petty views aside. This is an interesting meeting, is it not? They're meeting at the Clinton Global Initiative. And you've got young Alex Soros, who's got lots of money and and just spite in him. And he's meeting with one of what we would suggest are one of the two possible nominees for 2024 for the Democrat National Committee. What do, what do you make of this, Tom? Concerning? Not concerning? I mean, beyond the fact that just we're looking at a picture of him, that's concerning. Uh, I don't think I don't think I'm concerned about Gavin Newsom. I don't think he's going to get the nomination. I think Gretchen Whitmer would be a lot more appealing to. Hold on, uh, you've never brought this up. Now you're coming out of left field, thinking Whitmer's in the in the picture. Yeah, I, I, I've started. I, I've started. I started drinking swayed. sooner than you did, and I feel like maybe I didn't. Okay, no. explain yourself. Explain yourself. It's Tom, explanation hour. Yes, play well, that bumper. Yeah, I. For me, in the way that identity politics works, especially especially with the Communist Party, is they're going to need somebody that is intersexed in some way, where Gavin Newsom being a supposedly straight white male doesn't fit that bill. So he can't leapfrog over Kamala. So it's either got to be somebody who is intersexed like a female who appeals to you know the the more sort of traditional democrats in the communist party okay or to placate the crazies uh, the the way left fringe lunatics were all about identity politics whitmer wouldn't be their first choice i think michelle obama would be their first choice of course uh but i i don't know i just i don't think that the 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 swap the Newsom swap is something that they're they're going to go with. Okay, fair fair point. I, I don't I don't disagree with that. I've kind of changed my tune on that <clears throat> over over the last several weeks. It's really been the last several weeks because I I did think I've, I've said it multiple times. I thought that that was going to be the case because I thought they couldn't get Michelle to run. And even though Gavin has been historically bad as a governor, he's 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 someone that they could push through. Certainly better than than Joe Biden because he's younger. 
He's got, you know, gubernatorial experience. He's, according to a lot of people's standards, a better-looking person. There's just some boxes you can check there. I think it would still be a tighter race between he and whoever the GOP puts up. But but then that all happened where he said, I'm not going to run. And it's it's Kamala's turn, and it's this, that, and then all those things kind of came out. It's like, oh, okay. And then Michelle news started swirling more. We've talked about Michelle a lot too. So my question to you, though, like, why why Gret like Gretchen's Gretchen is horrible. She's not attractive. She's a horrible leader. She was one of the most tyrannical, top five for sure, probably top three most tyrannical governors during COVID. And if you've got Michelle out there hanging in the wings, which, again, if she runs, she wins. It's I know none of you want to hear that. I don't want to hear it either. But if she runs, she wins. Why why, why dip down to someone like, like Gretchen, who, you know, outside of, oh, I was almost kidnapped by my own government. Like, I mean, like, what, what, what are, the, what are the, the high points there for them? For, well, yeah. I mean, when you touched on it, you're like, well, she's terrible. She's tyrannical. She's this and she's that. She's everything that Democrats love. They love rules. They love to punish people that push against their rules. She she locked everything down. She made everybody go hide. She divided people up even more so between, um, you know, uh, oh, gosh, the, um, uh, the, the essential workers and the non-essential workers. She She's pro-union. And I've read a couple of articles that have her likability amongst Democrats higher than Gavin Newsom. So I think that, you know, her being a woman, uh, her being a supposed victim of of the uh, the MAGA right uh, militias, which, you know, we all know is the FBI is behind it. But that's not going to get, you know, facts never get in the way of communist narratives. So they're always going to look her and look at her as the victim and keep portraying her as the victim of the MAGA crowd. So I think for those reasons that her stock goes higher than Gavin Newsom's and is right under Michelle Obama, because like I was, you know, it mentioned that her being, you have sort of some sort of intersectionality that makes her in that victim class and that protected class vaults her above Gavin and just below Michelle. I don't see anybody else within the people that we talk about being up there and surpassing Kamala. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Now, do you think anything has to come in to play? I don't think they think this way with her being from Michigan, a key state. Does that matter? It might, uh, you know, Michigan always seems to be in play for their electoral votes. You, you know, she, she um, Gretchen Whitmer, you know, she got reelected even after being this horrible, tyrannical person. And I still can't believe. I mean, I can again. I, I, yeah. I when I say, guys, I can't believe this is happening. Understand that I do believe it's happening. We talk about why it's happening, and and we 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 flip ourselves into the mindset of the left uh, all the time. But I but I, at the same time, it's like I can't believe I can't believe she beat Tudor Dixon. I don't know Tudor well, but like. It was a better alternative, and then and then you see just how broken the system is. Because I don't think the vast majority of people in those states, Michigan included, Michigan, Wisconsin, even you know, go further west, Wisconsin, and on down, or excuse me, Minnesota, and on down to Illinois, and and some of those places. Like the, the vast majority of those people don't like tyrannical types. They don't like those folks who don't understand everyday Americans. 
but the system is broken, so obviously it doesn't really matter. And then you've got the the ability to push through these big ass blue pimples that are the cities there. Where in the, in the case of Michigan, you've 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 you know obviously got the Detroit area, and you've got some other ones. And uh, you get the point. You get the point. But it's 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 crazy. It's crazy to think like, oh my gosh, like I I've gotten. I talk politics. I talk news and politics for a living. We we all do. I've gotten less political over the years as it's all happening because I'm so fucking tired of all of it. And you look at you look at some of the people and it's like, okay, P, please just that one makes more sense. Like that one makes more sense. And then it goes the other direction. It's like, what? What is going on here? Right. I've got still. I still have family that lives in Michigan, and for the most part, you know, after. Uh, Whitmer won re-election, they just would not believe, they have it in their minds that she's okay, she's middle of the road, she wasn't doing anything wrong during COVID, she wasn't tyrannical, she was doing the best that she could with the information that she had, and she thought that she was looking out for the health and well-being of Michiganders. Yeah. And I think if you don't follow politics as closely as we do, and understand the diseased mind of your typical communist politician and and you you don't have that understanding and or pay attention to it that they can slide things past you and get you to think that oh you know they're just middle of the road people it doesn't really matter you know that 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 they're going to do this uh, you know that they're going to impose these you know draconian mask laws or make you know, vaccinations and proof of vaccinations mandatory and lay down all these laws, they, they're of the mindset that Democrats actually are, they believe that Democrats actually like the country and care about people. Yeah. And their, their disassociation with, with what reality is and what their perceived reality is it's just, it is totally different, and there's no way to convince them. Uh, you know, it, it, by the time that they are convinced, it will be too late. Hundred percent, hundred percent. No, it's it, that that's 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 so true, and that's just where we are, and and that's just where we are. Um, okay, it's the top of the hour. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna keep having fun. It's a little. It's. Some of these stories make it hard to have fun, but we, we still have fun around here. Here's, here's the trick. You have the right people around, and then you have a full bar. Full bar. And that, that's how you have fun. Uh, and then Tom just orders tons of food, and, and we have a good time. It's ice always cream. a party around here. Tom's been eating ice cream. In be- you don't know it, but in between <laughs> sound bites, he's over there. Oh, it was so good, too. Yeah. It was so good. It looks good. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, wait until you see this new city. Being built in Texas for, as I said earlier, you guessed it, illegals. We'll talk about it. Talk about illegal immigration after this break. My business partner, Jim, and I uh, started Thistle Creek Reserve because we wanted to bring glory to God. We want to be Christ-centered seven days a week, 365 days a year. Our coffee is produced all around the world, some from Papua New Guinea, South America, and Guatemala, Brazil, for example. Beyond the Cup is, it's our life motto. It's our way to give back, and it's, for us, our charitable partners. 
Uh, we partner with the Tim Tebow uh, Akoa Philippi Project to help rescue women and children from sex trafficking. Uh, we partner with Seamark Ranch, a uh, foster care community, to help show the love of Christ to children uh, who've really just been abandoned by their families. One of the things that we do is we go back and we support the missionaries that we help get our coffee from so that they can build churches and uh, schools and hospitals and dig wells so that everybody has fresh and clean water. We stand on core conservative Christian values and we will never shy away from that. But that doesn't mean that we don't love our friends that are across the aisle. We love them all. We wanna serve good coffee to them all. And we want them to know that there's somebody who might not think like they do, that's willing to love them anyway and have a conversation with them. If you're like me and you want to be prepared for the unexpected. That's where the Wellness Company's Emergency Medical Kit comes Over 40% of Americans say that they would avoid a doctor or a hospital unless it was a catastrophic situation. Medical emergency kits with ivermectin. The kit contains eight potentially life-saving medications for you to keep on hand in the event of natural disasters, supply chain shortages, medical emergencies, or like an apocalyptic situation. These are the actual medications that you would need in the event of certain situations. So they've got emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics. Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled, it won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared, this may catch many off guard. Your hard earned assets are in jeopardy, but there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started again that's protectfrombiden.com Certainly glad you guys didn't hear the conversation we just had. <laughs> if you did, and somehow our audio wasn't muted, uh, they, I mean, it's, it's been a great run. As far as I know, they did not. It's been a great run. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so I like how Tom is still laughing. We're, we're not going to get into it. So we all know we are going to get into this. When Tom has his own show, it'll be a question of the day on his show. <laughs> it, it will. Um... We all know our biggest issue uh, in this country, one of our biggest issues, we have a lot, continues to be our very open border. 
which not only leads to a lack of sovereignty, which is something that every nation should aspire to. It's a basic thing you should want, right? But a whole host of other issues as well. And on that note, we, we know that we've got a very porous border. Uh, and porous doesn't even seem to define it at this point. But let's check in on the border to see what was going on this week. Take a look at this clip from Fox. Uh, Emily. Oh, here you go. You, you, got, you got people coming in now. Take a look at this. A oh, lot of young go. adult men being let through now. So every person who was just let through is a uh, appears to be a single adult male. Brian, if we can turn around really quick. I don't know if they're all with the same group. Let me try to ask them really quick. Hola, hablas okay. español, de donde son? De donde son? Ghana. 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 You're from Ghana. Okay. Yeah, I'm from Haiti. You're from Haiti. Yeah. You're from Haiti. And why why did you decide to come right now? Right. Why did you decide to come right now? Um, the state. Uh, yeah, porque estás viniendo, uh, porque decidiste venir aquí ahora en los Estados Unidos? Yo vivía en, en Chile. Como you live in Chile? Yeah. But you're from Haiti? I'm from Haiti, so I'm living down in Chile for, for five years. Okay, so why did you decide to come? Yo quiero venir ahí en Estados Unidos he says he wants to live here in the United States. Um, where, where, where is everybody else from? Where? Haiti? Haiti? Why did you decide to come here? Pardon? Brazil. Brazil. You're from Brazil. Got it. Okay. How? She is an Asian Got it. They are Asian, so she live in Brazil. Got it. Okay, so it sounds like we got a mix of Haitians, somebody from Ghana, um, saying they want to live here in the United Brazil. States. Some speak English, some speak Spanish. So, apologies, guys, just trying to figure Portuguese, it out as we go here. But, uh, yeah, you, you you can see that um, this is a group of what I don't know about 15 or so men who were just let through. We got some more being let through right now. Um, and the thing is, everybody has a different story when they come through. You think you think everybody's kind of from the same country, the same block, same situation, and uh, that's not always the case. And you can see another. So, so, first of all, I love the one spot where and Bill does a good job. He's he's one of the better ones on the border, no doubt. Uh, but I love the one part where they, he's trying to speak Spanish to him, and the guys like start speaking like, "Bro, I I speak English." <laughs> I mean, it was kind of broken, granted. But like, how about we? But the whole the whole scene to the to the whole scene, not exactly surprising, right? We've seen this kind of stuff. We know this kind of stuff's happening. Not encouraging either. Right, we're a we're a straight up hot mess. You can't. I mean, you can't. I know. I know this is simple stuff we talk about all the time, but it remains true to this day, and it somehow gets more and more true uh, each and every day that we we move ahead with this. You cannot be a country without a border. That's just how it works. But you sure as hell can destroy a country without one, and that's what's happening. That's where we are. But we've known that. None of this is news, right? Again, this is this is all frustrating. It's infuriating. It's it's crushing us on so many levels. But it's not new. But here is well, and 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 one of the things that we've seen with all of this is hey, Colty86, welcome to the chat over there. Um But you've got You've got tax. We've seen people being bust, people being flown, the taxpayer dollars being used to send people wherever they want. And yes, they're giving an given an ice form saying check in with your local ice reps when you get there. Uh huh. Yeah, that's happening. In 2028. Yes. And, I mean, <laughs> stop it. Just stop it. Stop even pretending that that's going to happen. 
but we see all this stuff we see the problem that is but nothing compares to even even flying people everywhere to this next story this bombshell story out of uh, a little i'd say a town it's a new town it's a new city north of houston texas and folks let me introduce to you colony ridge texas we'll play some b-roll here you can see it being developed and you can see it because according to the daily wire it's a massive real estate development they're filming it from a chopper a city that's being created in texas specifically for illegal aliens this particular location colony ridge is located 40 miles north of houston and it's nearly the size of washington dc currently it's the home to approximately 75,000 people according to some reports and also according to reports the developer trey harris gives illegals direct home loans so they don't need social security numbers some of them by the way are getting them but you're getting home loans and you're getting homes without that it's also, as, as might not come as a surprise to you, full of gang activity, has become a strategic hub for the Gulf and Sinaloa cartels. The report also says its population could soon reach, it could expand to 200,000 illegal immigrants. If this story right here doesn't say the left hates you and they hate this country, I don't know what does. I just don't know. I, I don't, I like... This, this, to, to say this is fascinating is the wrong way to say it. It's fascinating to me that this kind of bullshit's happening in our country. But it really is. There's, we're literally developing cities for these people that we're bringing into our country illegally. Yes. How, how much more broken and backwards does it get? Yeah. This is one giant refugee camp with cul-de-sacs is what is what they're putting in there this is this place is going to end up like mogadishu it's going to be a lawless place where you have just these bands of militias that run around and control different sections of the city and you're not going to be able to get through there but what the de the uh, communists like about it so much is now they've got a new congressional district and that's what this is all about is that voting block so of course you know, 75,000, 200,000, hell, man, make it a million. You know, just pile them all in there so we can turn te from Texas red to blue. And let's do it by having all these, you know, refugee camp cities pop up all over Texas. And that's how you're going to change Texas from being red to blue. That is a way. That I mean, that is a way. And that's just, not just there, but that's the biggest one, right? You can't have Texas fall. That's a, that's a huge deal. Do you, uh, how? I mean, realistically, how 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 soon do you think that could happen? With what they're doing? Oh, with what they're doing, I think that I, this big push is to influence twenty twenty four. So if they can have all the right pieces in place, and what I mean by that is the right amount of people infiltrating Texas and do mail in ballots again, and you know the the population of Texas is going to spike, but it, there's not going to be any difference between who is illegal and who is you know um, legal. It's just, it's just a numbers game at that point. And they're going to say, well, it, the communists are going to say, well, this amount of people, you know, they are citizens and they can vote. And it, they're, they're just going to muddy up the waters to the point where it ultimately benefits them.
And that's the plan. It's just to throw so much, unleash so much chaos into society that by the time that we figure it out, we on the right figure out what's going on, it's going to be too late. It's going to be over with. The election's going to be done. There's going to be new senators, new president, whatever the case may be. This is all Operation Chaos for the Communist Party. No, it is. Well, I mean, you think about towns like Colony Ridge, Texas, um, cities, whatever we're calling it. I don't know what you call a new made-up city for illegal immigrants. Towns, villages, whatever. And it, and it expands to 200,000. To your point, maybe there's a small fraction that don't vote the way that they think they're going to, but that is, that's a huge swing. And that's one instance. Granted, it's a big instance. It's, it's a big instance. It's an outlier now for now. Thank God for now it is. It shouldn't be happening in the first place, but it is an outlier. But you swing, let's call it 185,000 votes in your favor in, in just Colony Tech. Like, that's a huge deal. You replicate that, you're toast. Game over. That's that's the whole idea behind uh, behind the open borders is a voting block. Even if you get, even if like you know, twenty percent of everybody coming in goes the opposite direction, you're still going to win by an exorbitant amount of votes. Yeah, I, 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 it's a scary thought. What's what's scary is that you've got this happening, and most people haven't been tracking this. And then it pops up, and and we're always be I mean, as as conservatives in America, we're always a step, and I say a step, ten steps behind the left. But you have things like this pop up. It's probably not the only one. I, I hope and pray that it is. I wish there wasn't any, but like you have these things pop up, and then by the time you realize it, you're like, oh shit, we're screwed. Yeah. And you and you do you replicate that and man and and I can see it right now I can see Brett Baer being like in the the, the the district that has Colony Texas in it like I mean they're gonna they're going to make some significant oh dear lord what have you done they're gonna make some significant gains in these places and look here's the thing when you see this the whole issue writ large as it pertains to illegal immigration you see all of this. And you see, maybe not even to the level of, of a developed community or town like Colony, Texas, but you see this and, and you see the issue of illegal immigration and there's folks who will be like, well, they're doing the right thing. And that's how the left pushes this, right? We're doing the right thing for people who just want a better life. And I believe, and I've said it, and I maintain that some of them do. That is, that is a small percentage of the people coming across illegally that have a good mindset about them. They just want better. I think it's not as many people as you think uh, and not as many people as the left would lead you to believe is the case. But but, but the deal is, is, is one, you still have to, even, even for those f- small percentage of people who are doing it the wrong way but have good intentions, you have to do it the right way. But what the left continues to leave out, and, and Bill touched on it there in that small segment, granted that was just a small sample, but... These are military-age males coming across, predominantly military-age males coming across. And we're telling Border Patrol, other law enforcement agencies to forego their oaths, not follow the laws of our land. And in doing so, or in this case, not doing so, I guess, we're crushing our local communities, hurting our economies, ushering in more violence, ushering in more disease, ushering in more problems of 
a wide variety. And it's just, this is, it's like so many issues we talk about. If you want something good to happen, if you want a better result, there's options on the table, but you have to want it and they don't want it. I'm all for illegal, or excuse me, I'm all for legal immigration. If you do it the right way, we've, we've always been a melting pot in America. I think it's one of our strengths, but it has to be done right. It has to be done right. And they are purposefully doing it wrong right now, not because they care about these people coming across. They don't care about a damn soul in that caravan. This is not a charity effort. This is a effort to fundamentally overhaul the United States of America. And those are two very different prospects that we're talking about. Right. And this also, you can look at Colony in Texas like this. You can look at it as the blueprint for the 15-minute city that the World Economic Forum always talks about. Because now they have an opportunity to create this city, force a lot of people in there, and have them work, live there, and just be in that area all within 15 minutes. And I will guarantee you that the land developer who made this deal with the government is also making deals to have it all be green with charging stations. But moreover, what are you going to do about emergency services in a, a giant refugee camp? Who's going to police that? Who's going to police a city that has 250,000, 500,000 people that are going to be able to speak 20 different dialects. You know, I, I said it before, and I'll say it again. When you have that many people who are sort of undereducated and don't have any kind of professional skills living in an area and want to earn money, they are, they're going to, you know, default to a crime position. And you're going to have different gangs of different ethnicities cropping up all over these cities. You're going to have, you know, the little Somali enclave. You're going to have the Haitian enclave. And these these people, these groups are going to be battling each other in these 15-minute cities. And it, it's not going to end well for everybody because the point of bringing people in for the communist is to destroy the system. There is no assimilation whatsoever when you go about immigration immigration like this. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of interesting points being made in the in the chats that I'm seeing too. By the way, um, noticing them, um, <clears throat> but you have. I, I'm just going to pluck one. This is kind of random, and it's it's not random. It's it's. But you have grandfather Sin who says legals won't have an issue with shooting us. There's there's more bef before that. But you're bringing in this group of people who has different standards, not all of them. Again, we can't live in a world of absolutes here, and, we, and I choose not to. I don't think that's the, the fair and right thing to do. But there are. There's people coming in who don't value our rules or laws, don't value us, our traditions, and they don't value you or, or any of us in terms of they, they see us as, as obstacles in, in the way to, to whatever way it is that they want to live moving forward on on in our country, that violence, yes, we talk about the votes all the time, but I think one of the things that gets lost in the sauce is, is, is violence, unrest, and it doesn't even have to always be violence. It can be unrest or the thought or concern of unrest, because the thought of concern of unrest frequently causes unrest. You, you have all these things that start to ripple out like that, and I'm using my hands a lot. I'm very handsy right now, but... But, but those are the things that start to really hurt society. And those are the things that eventually people are going to see. Because there are. Right now, there's folks who are like, yeah, but, but 
This person, Lupe and her daughters, they're just trying to find a better life. Again, there's not many Lupes and daughters coming. And if they have, unfortunately, they've been raped by coyotes and cartel members bringing them across. But, but that's not the, the lion's share of the people. That's not who's coming across. So you, you are, even if you didn't agree with the border policy, which you should, because again, as we always say, and everyone should know, a country is no country uh, without a border. You look at all the things that are coming in, and here's the problem. It's like the, um, the it's like the that chick in Minneapolis a couple weeks ago. Actually, I don't think I talked about it on this show. I think I talked about it on an OAN hit. But like, you had the chick who was all for defunding the police, and then got robbed and beaten supposedly supposedly okay but let's just go with the story yeah. for a second because robbed and beaten in minneapolis supposedly and then was calling for we have to give these people what they need we have to secure our communities yada 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 it's like yes you people never see this you think that these plans because your masters and overlords are telling you they're good plans and don't worry it won't affect you you think that this all works out until it does affect you and and the illegal immigration issue mark my words, will affect everyone on on multiple levels. Uh, some level for everyone, multiple levels for others, but it will affect you. And then they will come around and be like, well, shit, this was, this was a bad idea. And you know what? The problem is, is then it's going to be too late. When you're talking about 7, 10, 15, depending on the day, 1,000 people coming across the day, like, you guys, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. And you can't be like, well, we'll just round them up and get them on out of here. Like, no, like there's, we don't have the, we don't have the ability to do that either. Like you have, you have created such a huge problem that not only is festering, but it's going to fester more than you can even imagine. Right. And it's going to get worse. And when it does get worse, every, everybody's going to turn to the, well, a huge segment of the population is going to turn to the government and said, you guys created this mess. You fix it. And when it's to that point of the government having to fix it, it's going to be chaos. It's going to be it's going to be what Obama wants and the rest of the communists want, where it's just a federal takeover. And it's, you know, if we've got, you know, pockets of unrest that, you know, what there there's, you know, tribal fighting or whatever going on in places like Colony, Texas, to stop the violence, you're going to have to bring in you know, federal troops or whoever, uh, National Guard, a federal police force, whatever it's going to be to combat the the situation and clamp down on everybody. And that's going to be the solution. Whatever solution that the federal government has for anything, it always, always, always means your rights are going to further erode, and this is going to be mean even more. Your rights are gone. It's going to be oh, they're, they're, they're in Colony, Texas. They have these guns, and they're buying these guns. They're buying them legally. We got to get rid of guns now because we got to stop the bloodshed in Colony, Texas. It's going to be shit like that that will continue to erode erode all of our rights away yeah. until the Bill of Rights is just toilet paper. Well, and again, I think what sucks about it is it's like so many other issues that that you you have these folks. We all know them. You have these folks who think that it's just the right thing to do right now. Deep down, they're like, I don't like it. I think I have concerns with it, but I don't want to be. I don't want to come off and seem like I'm racist or xenophobic, xenophobic or or any of those things. So I'm going to let it slide. 
And and in there, there's got to be some good people, which, again, you're right. There are some good people in there. 100% there are. It's not 100% of the people. It's it's a very small fraction of the people, but there, but there are. And it's just, it's like so many other issues. It's about, it's it's like the folks who are, who can go along with the mask stuff, who go along with gun control stuff, who go along with any of the major issues in our country, particularly the issues that the left has to, to, to sunset and, and get, get accomplished and move past in order to do what they want to do. You think you're doing the right thing and they're so good at manipulating you into feeling that way. And it's it's just not it. And then and then when you finally realize it, it's too late. And it's just, I just wish you you know it's like I, I've watched a million commercials uh, over the years overseas that you shouldn't shake your baby and you shouldn't shake your baby. Don't shake your baby, right? If you've if you ever watched AFN, you've watched those commercials. But you want to shake adult humans and be like, wake the fuck up. They are they are doing things and they are manipulating you into thinking that you're doing the right things which sometimes the right thing is you just being silent and you're losing it for all of us. We're, I mean, we're literally watching. We just, uh, again, that is that footage, a town of 200,000 illegals who are being given homes and sanctuaries to, to promote violence and all of this other stuff. And, And I'm sure there's some good people in colony Ridge, Texas too, but it's, it's not the masses. I just, it's so maddening to, to see people, the ones who are on the other side, I I get them. The ones who are like, we were for this because we hate America and we put on lipstick and really tight socks at night and do weird shit. I, I, I understand where they're coming from. Sort of like, I understand what they're trying to do. The ones in the middle though, who are getting caught up and just manipulate. It's like, you're, 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 you're so dumb. You're so dumb. Please just pay a little bit of attention. They're the ones, and I keep referencing this video, but they're the ones. Remember the BLM riots and those kids were on the cell phone, and they're like, yeah, all right, yeah, and giving them the thumbs up, and then a rock comes hurling through their window, like, we're on your side, we're on your side. That's what most of Democrat males are like. And they're going to be pushed around to the point. And we've seen the trial balloon in Massachusetts where they're talking about having foster aliens in your house if you have an extra room. And as ludicrous as this sounds, there will be a point where the government or somebody in the Communist Party will come up and say, you know what? You've had white privilege or whatever American privilege for a really long time. And it's time that you move out of your house and give it to one of these illegal immigrants because it's your duty as an American. And like I said, as preposterous as that sounds, that will happen. And these these Democrats who are these betas will be like, okay, uh, I guess we'll move because— you know, I want to look virtuous, and it's going to be, you know, they're going to have the, the, the frame around their profile pic in social media that says, I moved out of my house for an immigrant or some stupid shit like that, just so that they could posture and flex that they're so much more of a virtuous person than you are. And I'm telling you, like I said, as preposterous as that sounds, that shit's pretty close to happening. Yeah, it, I mean, the, based on the trends we're seeing, yeah. It, 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 it is. Well, and you've got Colty86 saying $2,200 for legals, but Social Security is only $1,100. you got Jill weighing in saying Hawaiians get $700, 700 800 whichever. $700 uh, and eviction. Um, and a relocation to the island of Kona, to the government housing there. Yeah. Which is fantastic for them. <laughs> yeah. Such bullshit, man. I don't... 
I don't know what's going on. You know, you talk about your blood boiling over a story. That's one of the most underreported stories that we have going. And it's like one of the worst, worst things ever. It just, it, 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 it reminds me of like, you hear the stories of, you know, the westward expansion and the cavalry coming in and like totally burning out like an Indian village and like taking everybody and re- relocating them somewhere. And there's just crickets on the left, man. They're they're acting like none of this is happening, none of this is going on. You know, the the people of Lahaina are just, you know, they're okay. Just, you know, everything is fine. The government's there to take care of things, which it, the people there are getting fucked. They are. It's it's so it's so sickening and and disheartening to see. It, there was footage I was looking of. It's from a, a rally or, you know, people were picketing through the streets a few years ago in the UK. And it was about letting the immigrants in. This was over in the UK. And there was a guy who was great. He came up with a clipboard. He's like, hey, I see that you're for immigration. And you can see the sign. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, would you sign a petition to say that you'll allow a legal immigrant into your house for free because they need a place to stay? Oh, well, no. Well, why? Well, I don't have enough bedrooms. Oh, you don't have enough bedrooms. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well, oh, do you think anyone else? Well, yeah. Yes. And, and they go through the crowd of people saying we allow them in, and every single person says either says no and gives no excuse or gives an excuse. Well, I'm in college and I live in a dorm, so I don't have a place to. So, if if you were to go and ask the people, hey, would you give up a room for your house? A majority of them, even in the crowd, saying let them in, would say no. Yeah. Because it's not my problem. But we got to let them in. Well, and that's just that's just that, and it's the same here. It's the same everywhere. All these social rights folks, you know, the 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 big issues. They're out there. If you've made a poster board, and if you have an ear in the audience here, and you're not this, then I apologize. But for the most part, if you've made a poster board, you're a total phony. You want to feel a part of something, so you go protest these issues. You pretend to care about these issues, but at the end of the day, you don't. That's what's so remarkable. You're so fucking fake that you will you will take your top off and go and march in a thing and and just bear all for things and hold a poster board and put something up your butt whatever they do in those those protests i don't know what happens at those i think there there is a lot of butt stuff happening a, a lot of butt stuff happening <laughs> it's been confirmed but you, but they're doing this and they make it seem like they're in in mass and there's there's all these numbers but if you ask i mean at the, if when the rubber meets the road at the end of the day None of these people or a small percentage of these people actually give two shits about what they're doing. They just they were they were made fun of in middle school and high school, which I'm not I'm not a proponent of. And they hate their lives and they hate their existence. So they're happy to just be a part of it and or they're being paid to be a part of it to make it seem like something. But none of them really care. And then and then it's dumped out on social media. It's dumped out on the media. And reminder, neither of those things are the real world. But they make it seem like it is. Oh, everyone's seeing this. Everyone believes this. No, there's like six of you who do. Yeah. But you've just perpetuated this lie, and the American public is dumb and naive and lazy and all those things, and and they get away with it. It's it's like the whole. I mean, the LGBTQ stuff is the perfect example. These people are so loud on the highest level. They make up seven percent of the population. On the more practical levels, they're a percent and under for most of those letters like stop it like why are we even talking about this doesn't mean that they don't matter they matter they're they're human beings but they're they're a pinprick on the national level like we've got big issues to talk about let's let's let them settle that stuff over there put things where you're going to put them 
call yourself what you're going to call yourself. We've got a border to secure. We've got an economy to fix. We've got education that is in need of it. We're sending all of our money to fight a war that's going to lead us into a world where we've got so many other issues than these other things. But but the way that it's presented, you make it, it make, they make it seem like, oh, this is the biggest thing, and I can't believe so many people are opposed to this, or I can't believe so many people are part of this and are being sheltered. None of those things are true. It's just not. Yeah, the virtue con is real, man. It, it everybody wants to be perceived on social media as being virtuous, and so that's when you see, like, you know, we saw it in 2020 with all these, you know, influencers out during the St. Floyd marches, taking pictures of themselves. They go there, they get their pic, they they take their selfie, and then they skedaddle out of there and say, you know, resist all, you know, Black Lives Matter, all you know, hashtag. And all this other stuff, and it was it was all bullshit. And but every you know, people, for the most part, people want to belong to a group, and they want to belong to a group that they think is virtuous. And so, the best way to 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 portray yourself as being virtuous is always pick up the fight. You know, fight the good fight, no matter what it is. You know, when it, if it's somebody on social media that you think is you know said something that's homophobic, we gotta dox this person. And you know, it's just it's a way for them to feel like they're better than somebody else, even though they really haven't accomplished anything, and their only accomplishment is trying to humiliate somebody or get somebody fired from their job. Yeah. And, unfortunately, you know, it, Dennis Miller had still one of the best quotes at all, of all time when he, when he famously said, at no time in human history have lives less lived been better documented. And that's absolutely true with the rise of social media. And we're, and we're seeing, you know, day, every day this whole virtue con that's going on, the result of that of yeah. people who have lived meaningless lives trying to find meaning in their life through social media. Yeah. Gosh, what a, what a dangerous trap that is. What a dangerous trap. Foster says, uh, had a good comment earlier, liberal 101, I support as long as it doesn't impact me. That's so true. I know we've got a, a hand or two up. We're going to take a very quick break, quick-ish break. And, and we'll then, come right back to you. we'll come right back to you. So keep your hand up. You know, use the other one just to, to kind of prop it up. Like it's, um, it's a digital hand. Yes, exactly. Not we're not doing uh, the Heil Hitler sign, by the way. It's just a. <laughs> my arm's tired. Me, yeah. But keep your hand up. Get a mic if you don't have a mic and you want to come up. Come on back. Um, hang with us. We'll we'll be back in. Uh, I would say two and two, like like Chuck Worley used to say. But I don't know if that's true. So we'll it, it, about four minutes. We're going to take a four minute okay, break. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll be right back. Moms and dads of America, you love your kids, you love God, you love this country, and you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books, they are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids' books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave Books will not betray your trust. 
your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember, the land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud. Get more of Drew and This Is My Show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. When I invented MyPillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition MyPillow. The Giza Elegance MyPillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, thanks pearl is in the river. The crow flies at midnight. Titwillow, Titwillow, you magnificent Titwillow. Scripps. Travis goes to court at the Thunderdome. The busboy lactates. Oh. Oops. All right, we're back. 
It's none of your business if I got into some of Tom's treats in between. Tasty Tom's Tasty Treats. Tom's Tasty Treats. This is Doug. How can I help you? Hey, Doug, do you have any um, Swedish fish? Ooh, I wish we did. That would be delicious that right would be now. So <laughs> totally fake. Made of chemicals. Doesn't matter. They taste so good. So good. Uh, I'm pretty sure we have a hand up over in X Spaces. Yeah, we do. Uh, Angry Pop. Angry Pop. Angry Pop's been very patient. You have. Guys, just a point of clarity. Illegal immigration used to be confined to putting false information on your application. Everybody else is an invader. That's all I got to say on the issue. Well, to the point, I like it, Angry Pop. You're always you always come with the truth there. No, I, I look. There, there's a lot of truth in what you say there. At, at the end of the day, when you are coming across breaking the laws and you have malintent, which a lot of them do. Again, there's some that don't. You're still breaking the law, though. At which point, you still are technically an invader. Um, so I think I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think that that's a proper way. And then when you look, I mean, when you look at it this way too, you break it down of, okay, what's the, okay, are you, yes, you're breaking the law. So that's step one. Obviously we could end the story right there and we, and we really should, but what's the intent of this whole iteration that we're going through and the, the masses, the volume that we're seeing and experiencing come into our country on a daily basis. That's really the only way you can describe it is it as as an invasion and you can ask folks you can ask folks over in europe how they felt after syria or after a number of issues there that sparked mass migration that's how it is or that italian island that's being overrun now and the people there are at their wits end with all the uh the boats coming over from uh from libya have you seen the videos of that i haven't but i kind of want the island can we is it too late to get it from them oh well yeah it's an island of six thousand people who mainly rely on tourism in the last two weeks they've had an influx of close to two thousand people they've almost doubled their population with as angry pop says invaders coming in who the people that are coming in there are demanding that the Italian government take care of them. So they've been like, you know, smashing, you know, refugee centers to pieces, trying to, you know, take whatever they can. And it, it's, it's, it's getting chaotic there. Huh. I, I need, I, I wasn't even aware of that. So I need to look into that. That's, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's the appropriate term. Here's the problem though. And here's why most people don't use it, because it's offensive to most. Oh, that sounds malicious. That sounds mean. That sounds like all these things. That's where we are. That's where we are. So we can continue to be nice and call it something that it's not, or we can call it what it is. And and that's where we are here. And, and we do that, too. We pick on our side, too, on, on this show, and we'll call it like it is. Hey, here's where Republicans suck. Here's where this candidate sucks. It is what it is. We're going to call it out. It doesn't mean that they're not, there's not good in them too, that there's not a way forward. And I don't know that there is for the Republican Party, but like, but it doesn't mean that there's not good there too. But you got to be able to call things what they are. And people are so scared to do that. And there's such a huge portion. You know, we talked about earlier how these small percentages have these loud voices. And then it makes it seem like that's where everyone is. And it's this big issue when it's really, in fact, not something that is a big portion of the population is people who are scared of what others think 
I'm scared of offending them. I'm scared of getting in trouble. And we're not encouraging people to do things that, that break the law or anything like that. But break social norms? Yes. Yes. Do that. Do that. Do Be different, man. You got you to be willing to... For, for your if not for your own sake for your kids sake and your kids generations or your kids kids and, and future generations you you've got to be willing to be uncomfortable and call bullshit when you see it hey here's the deal you're wearing a dress i see that but i can also see your penis through your dress you're a boy <laughs> you're coming here illegally you're an illegal immigrant you might have good intentions it, it, it just, it, the, the truth matters. You've got to be able to say that. And it's so uncomfortable. I, I've got family members who still look at me and I, I'm, there's people way, way more out there than I am. And I'll say stuff like, you can't say that. Like, well, I, I just did. And I'll do it again. You know me by now. You should know that. Like, you've got to, and you know, it's true too. Here's what, here's what you hate. What you really hate is, you know, what I'm saying is true and you don't have the fucking balls to say it. Yeah. Sack up. And say what you mean. You're going to offend some people. You know what? You're going to realize it's awesome. It's awesome. And, and that's, it's not awesome because you're uh, for the purpose of offending people. I'm not saying offend people just for the sake of offending people, but stick to your principles. That's what's awesome. I'm glad you brought up the term illegal immigrant because you can see a correlation between the invasion that we're having now and how this all built up by how the communists manipulate language back in the 80s. And still to this day, if you enter the country, you're an illegal alien. That is the proper term for it. But, you know, you can't use the word illegal and you can't use the word alien. So what was our first iteration of trying to, to soften the term illegal alien? We started calling people illegal migrants. And then what was after that? Well, they were no longer illegal because nobody is illegal. They became migrants. And then after that, it was, no, they're actually immigrants. And it, 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 we've just seen the, the evolution of our language change so much. So now it's to the point of, oh, we've got, you know, we've got uh, immigrants Crossing the border illegally is the proper way to say it, or we have border crossers. So we've gone all the way from illegal alien to border crossers, all just to soften the terminology. And when you soften the terminology, guess what? You have 7,000 people a day crossing your border because it means nothing, because they're not committing a crime according to the communists and in, in, in their, their agenda of getting as many people in here as possible to collapse the system. Yeah, I think all those things are right. Uh, keep an eye on our um, entranceway. Um, I think we've also got, speaking of all those, I was going to say speaking of all those things, Matt Couch is here. He's not an illegal immigrant, to be clear. Hashtag no, that, that we know of. Yeah, that's true. Couch, is there something you need to tell us? I am not an illegal immigrant. I can clarify that for starters. <laughs> okay. How are you today, brother? I, I am good, guys. Kicking like a pack of ninjas or one-legged ninjas, I should say. That's uh, I'm going to trademark that. Um, but, yeah, things are good. I, I guess did, uh, did Ray Epps just get indicted or something on a misdemeanor charge? I, I'm way out of the loop today, guys. 
Uh, so he did. So apparently Tom was telling us he's picking up our DoorDash order right now. They're at the other um, door. They're at the other door. Yeah, I mean, it's two, <laughs> two doors is confusing. Um, we're, we're big snacks. Yeah, thanks, man. Ray thanks for sending us food. Yes, we got it. We got it. We, so so we were actually talking about that. So to call Couch out, Couch, Couch has said a couple times, I'm going to send you guys some DoorDash. We've never gotten any fucking DoorDash. Way to call him out on air while he's here. I love, says, I love hey, <laughs> I, I will Couch. take care of you guys. I, I will take care of you guys. I'm more concerned that Ray Epps is delivering your DoorDash. I don't know if I'm right. He's well. He's in hiding. He's he's looking for a good. Well, well he's right he's trying to get a good job right now. You know, Uber Eats is or DoorDash is the only way well, to get it. Well, it's a night. I mean, let's be honest. It, you can control your own schedule. Okay? I mean, <laughs> you work for yourself. So many benefits <laughs> to delivering for DoorDash. No, I didn't read the entire story earlier. Tom did. Tom, what's the latest on Ray Epps uh, and his sexual preferences? <laughs> uh, I think he's two spirit. Um, as far as goes, um, his preferences, uh, he likes, he likes to get young prostitute, young male prostitutes and put them in Dutch boy outfits and have him, have them scrub around. His like later hosen? No, just like, you know, like a little sailor hat and a little sailor suit. Oh, okay. All right. You know, some really rough, like Brillo pads and some comic cleanser and just scrub, scrub, scrub Dutch boy. Dear so, Lord. I'm so glad that we asked Tom yeah. this question anyway, right now. <laughs> Ray Epps was indicted on misdemeanor. Well, he's uh, disorderly conduct is the charge, and I believe yeah, Matt is correct, and that is a misdemeanor. And keep in mind, this is a guy saying, we have to go into the Capitol. Yes, <laughs> we have to go in there. Tomorrow, we're and, going in the Capitol. That's disorderly conduct. Yep, but, yeah, yeah. Cash, what do you think? Well, I mean, um, it's a start. I mean, I, I wonder if they just thought, hey, if we don't indict this guy, you can tell that uh, the Ray Epps story is blowing up. My dings are going nuts here in the in, off the Mac and stuff. But um, I, I think it's more of more of a saving face, right? Like, how, how do they indict all these conservatives and not indict Ray Epps, who they've tried to protect and cover up and right. and do so at every turn? So, I mean, I think it's. I think it's more saving face for the DOJ, for the Department of Justice. Um, but, uh, man, I don't know. I mean, this is interesting to see where it, where it goes. I mean, I'm, I'm stunned that this actually happened because I never thought it would happen because it's such a two-tier justice system. But I, I, at the end of the day, I think uh, – I, I don't know. I think that's the sad thing is, is conservatives will rejoice over this like it's some big victory, Drew, when in reality – it's just to, to shut our side up for a few minutes and, and I'll yield back. Yeah, no, I think it, well, yeah. I think that, I think that too, couch, I think yeah. I mean, there, look, there's, there's reason to look at it and be like, Oh, this is good. But, but I think it's part of that. It's, it's placating and, and saying to shut up. And then when this first leaked way back when, you know, I say way back when it was probably three, four, five, six weeks ago, whenever that was where court docs leaked that he was going to be charged. There's a, there's a, there's some, logic out there or discussion to it and i think there's logic to said discussion that he's getting something but nothing substantial and then that can be used to go against fox and other places who have labeled him all that stuff it's justification for his lawsuit and i think in the end i hope i'm wrong in the end what happens is ray epps walks away with a shit ton of money and nothing has happened we still have two tiers of justice we have all of those things remain the same and he's just a hell of a lot richer and gets a nicer golf cart 
That's exactly it. This is yeah, I mean, payoff. That's it. Yeah. You know, he yeah, needs, no, that's it. Come through. Yeah, because he, he, in the lawsuit that he filed against Fox News and Tucker Carlson, you know, the contention was with Tucker saying that, you know, this guy instigated all of this and hasn't been charged with anything. And so Ray Epps, after the 60 Minutes uh, piece airs, um, he comes out with a lawsuit against Tucker. So in order for his lawsuit to have any sort of validity, he has to be charged, no matter what the charge is. So he can get, you know, a, a fine. and still, But still, he's found guilty. He has, he has a charge. He's found guilty. And now he can go into court saying, you know what? These guys are a bunch of liars. This is what happened. You know, I, I, you know, I got punished for what I did and I regret it. And I'm sorry, Your Honor. And he walks away with hundreds of millions of dollars from Fox. And that's how you pay off your asset. 100%. Well, she, she, I don't know if she yeah. wants me saying it, but so, someone just said, uh, might as well have gotten a jaywalking ticket. Um, it is. It's so bogus. But here's the problem. The, the bigger problem, and I know, I know we've got James, so we're going to get you in one second, James. But the bigger problem continues to be in all of these national conversations and discussions. Ray Epps, elections, COVID, the border, masturbation in public, whatever the big ones are. I you, was just cleaning sand off my privates. <laughs> you, you just said that as you've heard it a million times. But you, but you, you hear these discussions and... and and the, the biggest problem is us. I'm not saying us, us here in the studio or couch or the people who are next spaces or on all the different platforms watching or listening to the show. The biggest problem is us, the American people, though, because you look at this and you're collectively so easily manipulated into saying, victory, Ray Epps getting charged, victory, something happened here, you know, uh, whatever. I, the, the, we could go on forever about what the examples are, and, and I just failed to provide another one. But you get my point. Is, is people are like, yes, it's good. It's like, no, you're, you look, you don't have to go far past that, but you got to go at least one step down. Go a little bit beneath the surface and see that this is still a tool to manipulate you and the message and make it seem like you just got to win. And in fact, you, you, you got a loss. The judicial system got a loss. Justice got a loss if this is how this actually plays out, which I believe it will where they've tricked you into thinking, see, it's not that bad. He got <laughs> yeah. charged, and in fact, he won, and the left won, and we lost even more than we thought we lost in the first place. Like, that's that's how much better they play the game than we do, and and they're able to do it because we have people who go along with it. And, and, and I also get it, to be clear. Like, there's some of you in the audience who might be like, I thought that was a victory, and, and there's a chance that it could be. I think it's small. But I get why you're feeling that, because what are we all wanting? We're all wanting a victory, right? Yeah. Everyone wants that win. Everyone wants to feel a sense of hope. So they give you, they dangle that carrot, and then they spin you around, and they use that carrot in inappropriate ways. I said that kind of nicely, right? I pulled it together there. You did, kind of. It, yes. it was still naughty, but okay. It, okay, all right. Know. Fair fair enough. I don't know. It's But... But right, I mean, that's kind of what happens. They give us this, this false sense of security, this false sense of victory, all these things, and then and and then and then it still ends ends up poorly for us. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. like the moment yeah. that you the moment that Perry Saturn 
pin Sting to become the television world champion, and then you find out that it was a non-title match, and Sting retains the belt, and poor Perry Saturn has nothing. But for that instantaneous moment, you think Perry's the new champ, and he's not. Saturn never should have. That, that was it. <laughs> That was a depressing moment in in, th- in Thunder history, by the way. Tom. <laughs> that, that was. That, uh, there, there's a lot we could say on that. A couch. What What are your thoughts on that? If you have any beyond, it's depressing. Uh, in real life, Perry Saturn, who is a judo and jujitsu expert, would beat the living hell out of Sting. But in pro wrestling, um, yeah, it, it's it's crazy that he was able to pin Sting clean. That that part, I still remember that episode of Thunder. Um, most people have no clue what we're talking about, probably with WCW Thunder. But right. uh, Google it. It was another wrestling brand that had a really good run there for a while. Yeah, no, it, it's it, it was a great Thunder. I, I always look forward to Thunder. I really did. It was a great, great show. Always had the luchadors and the cruiserweights on it. It was it was phenomenal. It was it was great wrestling. But uh, you know the whole Ray Epps thing. I mean, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, I'm just I, I'm torn. Do I do I celebrate this, or do I invite Ray Epps to play in our next charity golf tournament for RBM? You know what do we do? I think. I, I think maybe the latter. I, I, I don't think we celebrate it yet. I don't think we should. And I, I hate being that way. I hate being the Debbie Downer. But I think when these things come across, we hope for the chance to celebrate. And we hope and believe that we're going to get to the point where we can celebrate. But we don't celebrate when they tell us to celebrate. Because I think that's what they're doing here is, see, here's that win. I won't do the carrot thing again, I promise. That's that's just overly sexual for pre-five. In two minutes, once it's 5 p.m., then I will. But but I think, you know, you, you, you I think we just have to we have to understand the game that they're playing and understand that it's it's bad news until it's proven good news kind of a thing. And and I I, I friggin hate that. I hate that. That's why we talked about football for 45 minutes yesterday, because I know it and love it better than anything. And it's not talking about all this stuff where things are going to hell in a, in a handbasket. Matt, uh, we say it's random, but who do we pair Ray Epps, Epps up with at the charity golf event? I mean, I, I personally want to play with him just because anyone who can can orchestrate what he did is going to be a hell of a golfer and a bullshit artist. So I, I'm thinking I want him in my foursome. So who um, put in the golf cart Drew with probably him? is with me on that, Drew. <laughs> yeah, Drew probably wants in on this one. No, now here's the thing: Ray will be driving the golf cart because I don't want that kind of karma. But mm-hmm. um, uh, you, you know, and and there's another lovely hit piece coming out on yours truly, uh, you know, this week. Uh, you know, because of my relationship with somebody who the feds just picked up, the uh, Liberty Safe guy. Um, it's it's unbelievable uh, how the leftist media will not let this go. Uh, but I don't turn my back on friends, right? Um, you know. We, I'm one of those. We, we lift them up. We tell them when they've done right or wrong, and you know it, it's kind of like what the Bible, the good book says. I'm not trying to preach, you know, but we, you know, we, uh, you know, we we hate the sin, but we love the sinner. Uh, but I don't think my friend did anything wrong here. Um, you know, he his his brother's a lifelong police officer. He was accepted into West Point. He's not the type of person that would, you know, attack police officers. And in fact, the story that he told me was that he was trying to pick up Officer Fanone and help him up. And of course, the feds are trying to say that he was, you know, assaulted him. Uh, it's it's unbelievable the the spin and the and the idiocy, you know, that, that we see here from the leftist media. And I just, um, you know, the whole Ray Epstein. It, it kind of I take it personal at this point, guys, because you know that they have literally wrecked and ruined, you know, so many lives. 
you know, over over this uh, this incident or whatever in the hell we call it, you, you know, at this point, they've, they've literally destroyed people's livelihoods, destroyed their lives. Now, I won't get into the whole Proud Boys thing because I think most of them are feds, and that's my personal opinion from my investigative background. Um, I don't. I think that most people are being duped by that group. That's my personal take. Um, I believe they're feds and they knew what they were doing. Most of them were informants. You look at their history, court records, things of that nature. But I, you know, same thing with a lot of the oath keepers. But I, I truly believe that there are a lot of grandmas and truck drivers and other people who will never have their lives be the same uh, because of of uh, this. I mean, folks, we're 33 months past this damn thing. Yeah, 33 months through. And, and it's still going on. They, they, I, I hear they still want to arrest 1,500 more people, uh, the FBI does, uh, from my sources. And, uh, you know, and, and, and now that they're starting to arrest people that had nothing to do with it or weren't at the Capitol at all, uh, it, it's alarming to folks like myself who did nothing wrong, who wasn't at the Capitol, who I was at the ellipse at the invite of, you know, uh, the, the president. I sat third row in front of the president at the ellipse that day. Um, you know, I'll tell this because I know there's feds listening. And now, you know, I, I literally, you know, I <clears throat> had a three-person security detail. One of them was an active duty at the time, active duty Metropolitan SWAT commander and a sergeant. And he said, look, I can't protect you. We're going back to the hotel. I said, sounds good. Um, and, you know, I went with my plus one and my security detail back to the hotel. And so I had, had no, 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 no uh, mindset to even want to do that. That's where discernment comes in. Right. So... I'm going to, you know, this, I'm, I'm going down a different path here, Drew. Sorry, but like, I also think our side has to say, look, this whole thing is bullshit. But there's a but coming. There's a caveat here. But you're, if you have discernment, you can look at a situation. You know, Drew, look at your background as an operator, right? You can look at a situation and go, I'm going to stay the hell out of that area, right. right? You know, like, so my whole point is, you know, is it bullshit? Yes, but also. If you look, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, it didn't take a rocket scientist to look at that thing unfolding and go, I'm staying away from this place. And yeah. and I'll get back. I'd love to hear Tom's thoughts, Drew's, Disco's on this. Maybe I'm an asshole. I mean, I've been called worse. But I'm being honest with everybody here at home. Like, I, I think at some point there has to be accountability on our side of the aisle. Uh, is most of it BS? Yes. But if you've ever been in a government building, I mean, damn, Drew, you know you can't go into the Rayburn building or the Capitol without a pass and going through security? Yeah. I mean, Jesus. And, and, and so, I mean, anybody who's ever spent any time in federal buildings or any time in, in law enforcement or military or agencies, uh, I mean, you just know better. And maybe maybe it's not, maybe they were naive, maybe they didn't know any better, but I think this Ray Epps thing is basically, you know, to circle back to it and land this thing, I think it's a feel-good story to make the right shut up and, and I think at the same time, they're hoping that the right continues to get loud and say stupid things so they can keep rounding folks up and I'll yield back. Yeah. No, I think all those, all those are, are outstanding points. Um, Tom, I don't know if you have anything or we're, we're going to toss it to a quick break, but if you do, let's, let's get it in. No, I think Matt covered it. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's right on. He's yeah. right over the target. Well, you we, nailed it. Matt, stick around if you can. Everyone else, stick around. Well, we did say we were going to, because James has had his hand oh, up. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I'm, yeah, so yeah. right. Yeah, I'm so right. I'm so right. Sorry. I'm so wrong. <laughs> James, <laughs> I'm so right. Well, my friends, this is your show. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can, yeah, I can kind of do whatever. James, I'm so sorry. You've been so patient. Go ahead, my friend. 
Nah, no worries, brother. I, all I wanted to add here was that, uh, th no, there's absolutely nothing to celebrate with the Ray Epps single count charge, because let's not forget, they're going to plea deal this down to where he, you know, picks up trash for two hours on the side of the road and it's done. I mean, th there's no victory at all here whatsoever. But you guys are right. I think you guys hit a nail that uh, very few people will pick up on that. This may serve Ray Epps well in his lawsuit. You, you guys nailed that. I wish it wasn't true, but I think it is. I think it is. That just uh, everything inside of me says that's that's what it's about, um, because that's the broken world that we live in. Um, appreciate your comments, as always, James. Again, also appreciate your patience. Folks, make sure you check out James Pirate Radio. Uh, he's here and on the RVM spaces frequently, but you should go check him out. Give him a follow over there. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have a lot of stories still to get to. We're going to get back to you guys. We got the post-show press conference. We've got a cake party that we're going to really? do. We have a cake. I don't know. I was hoping I said it, oh. that maybe it would just come true. Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've already, we had food delivered during this commercial break. Let's at least take one more commercial break before we have more food delivered. We'll be right back folks. Stay with us. Biden and his cronies have lost over $3 trillion of America's retirement savings in 2022 alone. With inflation running rampant and the stock market crashing, do you have a plan to protect your wealth? Our friends at American Alternative Assets help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your IRA or 401k into a gold IRA. Fact is, you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax-deferred status. Visit protectfrombiden.com today to get your free wealth protection guide this guide will give you all the answers you need american alternative assets is an a-plus and accredited member of the better business bureau protect your savings now before it's too late visit protectfrombiden.com individual results may vary there is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results If you're like me and you want to be prepared for the unexpected. That's where the wellness company's emergency medical kit comes Over in. Over 40% of Americans say that they would avoid a doctor or a hospital unless it was a catastrophic situation. Medical emergency kits with ivermectin. The kit contains eight potentially life-saving medications for you to keep on hand in the event of natural disasters, supply chain shortages, medical emergencies, or like an apocalyptic situation. These are the actual medications that you would need in the event of certain situations. So they've got emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics. and dads of America, you love your kids, you love God, you love this country, and you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books, they are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids' books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. 
If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave books will not betray your trust. Your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember, the land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud. my pillow my passion was to help each and every one of you and 20 years later all of your support is what keeps us going because of you we've been able to create thousands of usa jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever to thank you my employees and i are bringing you a limited edition my pillow the giza elegance my pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill the most amazing cotton and a two-inch pipe cusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, Get more of Drew, and this is my show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM Network, and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. Do you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Have you been threatened with levies or have unfiled returns? The IRS is hiring 87,000 agents to boost IRS collections and they have the power to seize assets, freeze bank accounts, and they can even take your home. Tax Network USA can help you today before it's too late. 
Our CPAs and certified tax experts have proven strategies that work for taxpayers time and time again. These same strategies have saved over $500 million in back taxes, permanently resolving tax debts for good. Stop collections and get relief today before it's too late. you never know if we're muted or not on break i love walking in right after things have been said to see it's usually the conversation on spaces and then you see all the laughy faces like shit well maybe we weren't um i do know this according to the tech we were muted but who trusts tech nowadays who does well i think bill gates and a couple others do because they've got it working for them like it's their it's uh, it's on their side they can spy on all of us they can um all right so we got a lot that we're going to try and squeeze in here towards the end thanks for your patience on that break make sure my friends if and when not if if you're not drinking coffee uh you might be a terrorist i'm kidding there's some of you in the drew crew who have known forever who don't drink coffee that's okay but if you do drink coffee make sure you're getting it from the right place enter our friends at thistle creek reserve you can go to thistlecreekreserve.com they get their coffee from awesome people missionaries all around the globe and the best part is is they pour back into those missionaries. They pour back not only into their ministries across the planet, but they also pour into groups who combat child trafficking, uh, human human trafficking, all of that stuff. So go check it out. It's amazing coffee. You feel good about drinking it because you know where the funds are going. There's literally no, no losses here. It's just all wins. So go to thistlecreekreserve.com. You can use promo code DREW20 to save 20% during the month of September. If you sign up for a subscription, that 20% will stick. It's locked in, baby. Evermore. We were just talking about Raven during the break. <laughs> Quote the Raven, nevermore. Use the promo code forevermore. I, I don't like where that's going, but you get the point. Couch knows who Raven is. Um, okay, so we all know that this Biden administration has been a calculated disaster for this country. And I say calculated because we all know much of it has been on purpose, right? And we continue to see more and more level-headed, practical folks that are out there, still not anywhere near enough, but you get some from kind of more of what Lot would consider the center of the country speaking out, calling it out. Well, there was another big one this week, Joe Rogan. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. He's got a small developing very podcast. small co- yeah, podcast i'm hoping that it goes well for him he's got he's got a lot of potential that kid he does he does he'll <laughs> be, be lucky to make it yeah i mean keep an eye i mean call, we called it first joe rogan's gonna but, have a success but with show. a name like joe rogan is he really gonna go anywhere i don't, I don't know. know i don't know he said uh that biden's cabinet is a diversity sideshow though listen to this exchange well, I would vote for Trump before I'd vote for Biden, just because I think with Biden, like he's no, he's he's gone. Like you know, he's gone. It's you're gonna be relying on his cabinet, and I knew his cabinet would be this fucking sideshow of diversity, and which is exactly what it is. You can't have those kind of people running a Ben and Jerry's. You, <laughs> you certainly can't have those kind of people running the fucking most powerful government the world's ever known. It's nuts. It's nuts. Sam Britton, Rachel Levine, Corrine Jean-Pierre, 
Pete Buttigieg. I mean, Kamala Harris. Come on, the vice president of the United States. The bald guy that dressed like a woman. Um, Sam Britton. Yeah, yeah. Sam Britton. Yeah, arrested yeah. for luggage theft. My, I, that whole story was fantastic because then that the one lady who creates clothing, she's like, I lost my bag. I couldn't find it. And then I see him wearing it at a press conference. Such a bad thief. Yeah. The t- yeah. <laughs> what was the, I heard the nickname for him, the toxic drag queen or the radioactive drag queen. I like it. <laughs> but 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 Rogan is so right. I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's like they've pitched a fucking circus tent up over the White House and just been like, come one, come all. You're a woman, got a beard. You think you're a woman, but you have a penis. We got a spot for you. How do you feel about serving in my cabinet? Yeah. That, that's how they're doing. Rachel Levine is telling people how to make healthy decisions in their life. <laughs> take, I mean, take that in for a second. After you've... <laughs> Tried to avoid like the beef and cheese smell coming from his breath. It's it's a horrible, horrible situation. I mean, honestly, anyone is better. Anyone is better than who is doing it right now. We there's people you shouldn't vote for on our side too. In fact, a lot of them. But but you get the point. I mean, they, he, Joe's absolutely right. I'm looking at another. Tra- Dear God, why do we have to show this next clip? But uh, but it it just it's exactly what it is. It's a sideshow. It's a hot friggin' mess. And I hate it. And I'm glad that more people are waking up. And I'm glad that people like Joe Rogan, who fast forward from 10 minutes ago, turns out his shows are a really big deal. Um, <laughs> it's I'm been glad, blowing up. I'm glad that he's telling people this stuff because it, at minimum, even if some people don't take it verbatim to start or agree with him on everything, you're you're planting that seed and conversations are happening because people need to realize just how taken advantage of we are right now. And and how we are the laughing stock. Imagine, I mean, I've met with these a lot of these. Not not, I've not met with Putin or, or she, but like I've met with a lot of big time world leaders around the globe, and I I promise you, they are laughing their asses off at us right now. And then there's other ones who are friends who are like, we are in so much trouble. We're in so much trouble. Because they've got someone working for the energy department, stealing luggage, wearing lipstick and stilettos. With the hog between his legs. With a yeah, I was gonna say massive. We can't. And he does. And he does pup play, yeah. right? Oh yeah, no, yeah. big into pup play. That one was. And then when Rogan said like he's gone, I, I mean, whichever way he's saying it, mental decline gone or even gone. The RNC, as of three days ago, they did some research for us. He's been gone three hundred and eighty-four days out of his time in the office. Yeah, well, thirty-nine point six percent. It's crazy. Thank God for that. Because <laughs> the damage he's done being gone for an over a year. Imagine if he had that year still in the office. Yeah. yeah. It would be even worse than it is now. Yeah, you would think. You would think. Uh I know we've got some mics and I don't know if we have hands, but I know we have some mics. I want to hit a couple other things. So if you have something on this, just hang on to it, okay? Tuck it down like Rachel and Sam Britton do with their junk, and we will come back to it. Do you think Rachel is circumcised? Oh, oh why? <laughs> oh, no. Now that's all Drew's going to be envisioning for the rest you know of the what's day. Funny? Never mind. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to tell you what I woke up thinking about this morning. Um, <laughs> that we should do a bit for that. <laughs> there's one, there is one in the plans. So yeah. Got to shoot it. So remember a week or two. Ago, it was when, just last week we showed this. Was it? This was Thursday we okay. showed. Yeah. Remember last Thursday when we showed you <laughs> an American male tranny who went to Ukraine, eventually became an angry tranny spokesperson 
uh, who threatened to basically assassinate everyone. You guys, you guys remember that, right? Yeah, their list is out, and Jack Posobiec's on the list. Jack is on the list. Yeah. We need to get Jack back on the show yeah. to talk about that. Uh, Jack's on the list. Well, anyways, this this creature, he's back. And here's the, the latest from this angry little fellow. Take a listen. This is Sergeant Sarah Ashton Cirillo of the Armed Forces of Ukraine. And I'd like to thank the X social media platform for carrying this exclusive message from Kyiv. There has been much discussion recently related to my role within the Armed Forces of Ukraine. Before answering some of the questions put forward by Senator Vance of Ohio, I'd like to thank all those in the U.S., who are supporting the Ukrainian people. Without Republicans and Democrats working together on behalf of Ukraine, our growing and unstoppable success on the battlefield and the inevitable victory it will bring over the Russian invaders would take significantly longer. The delivery of attackums will further expedite our victory while saving lives and tax dollars in the process. America is once more showing why it's history's greatest republic and the world's lone superpower and all of us in Ukraine are humbled by the support we're receiving from the American people. Let me also take a moment in my role as spokesperson for the AFU's Territorial Defense Forces to state unequivocally that we in the TDF and across Ukraine believe journalists are heroes and have the right to report on Ukraine's war for liberation without interference. Free speech is the pillar of all democracy. The First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, along with the rest of that sacred document, is ordained by God. The Russian propagandists and war criminals who are spreading lies and pushing false narratives are not journalists. They are information agents in an extension of the Putin-Pogrosian effort to spread chaos and wreak havoc across the globe. In Ukraine, we do not seek vengeance, only justice. Because of this, these enemies of freedom and democracy will have to answer for their crimes in a court of law. Senator Vance recently asked the U.S. Director of National Intelligence, along with the Secretaries of State and Defense, if I was working in some capacity for the American government. Simply put, I'm an American serving as a Ukrainian infantry soldier and combat medic who was brought from the zero line and assigned to the TDF's media team in the dual role of spokesperson and Russian disinformation analyst. The remaining speculation surrounding me is disappointing. While in Ukraine we are fighting for global liberty and the ideology of victory, too many in Moscow and across the world are still caught up in focusing on the tired trope of gender chaos. Ukraine is a nation that embraces individual liberty and maintains a devotion to God. The freedom that Ukraine is fighting for is not based on carving out privilege for some, but creating a pathway of prosperity and success founded in hard work and the rule of law for all. Neither I nor any Ukrainian is fighting for tolerance and acceptance for any one group, but for the freedom of every human. This freedom is one that most closely resembles the heroic efforts of the American patriots in 1775. I've never been more proud to be a U.S. citizen as I am fighting on behalf of the Ukrainian people against the tyranny of Russia and their assorted enablers, all of whom are enemies of the United States. I'll finish by stating unequivocally that I only answer to three groups of people, my Ukrainian commanders, the Ukrainian people, and the American taxpayer. And in taking my responsibility to all three seriously, I have one goal, to help you return Ukraine to its legally recognized 1991 borders in the quickest and most efficient way possible. Doing so means saving Ukrainian and Russian lives 
God bless America and Slava Ukraini. <laughs> I mean, so first and foremost, you've got Ameri he references American taxpayer dollars. A lot of American taxpayer dollars went into getting him that rack. Because he went, he went kind of—I mean, decently big for for a a male in his in his thirties. Um, but I love how he he talks about yeah. at one point the we're we're gonna do this through it's gonna return justice. We're gonna do it justice and in the courts. Last week, bro, you were talking about straight up assassinating people. Yeah. And now you're now you're which which is hilarious that you're that there's even legality and fairness and any of that stuff that you're talking about in Ukraine. Of course, there's not. It was a corrupt, broken shithole before all of this, and it definitely is now. But you, you've gone from assassinating people on Thursday to just <laughs> now we're going to do it on the we're going to go above board. We're going to go <laughs> above board. I mean, are you kidding me? I know. You know, my problem, I've got a lot of problems with this dude, but come on, man. At least put some nail polish on. Try try and sell the lie a little bit. You're not even trying at this point. But moreover, uh, what do you think about this as a prediction, Drew? I'm going to go with this. Joe Biden is going to give Sarah Carrillo the Medal of Freedom. Oh, my gosh. I think that you're probably right. <laughs> I, that's as backwards as my wig was. A yes, yeah, it was backwards. Uh, <laughs> That, but that's that's the kind of thought that that you're absolutely right. <laughs> that that's the kind of shit that's going to happen. And also, too, I'm curious to know of what his na nationality is, what his status is as a citizen, because inside your passport, one of the ways that you can lose your American citizenship is by joining a foreign military. So he says it right on camera that he's joined the military. So that means to me that he has renounced his American citizenship. So he oh, yeah, but he's have. saying he's an American citizen and he reports to his Ukrainian military leadership and the American taxpayer, which that part is true. Yeah. I mean, because that's yeah. we're, we're your daddy. We shouldn't be. You know, you know, that that uh, this this chick thing reminds me of the. Uh, the hot blonde in in Rocky Four, if she was a man with a big cock, <laughs> she was a powerful woman. Brigitte you don't Nielsen. cross her. You don't cross her. Yeah, then she started dating Flavor Flav. Did she really? Yeah. Wow. You never saw Flavor of Love. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, Call me sheltered. They uh, yeah. Uh, Brigitte Nielsen and uh, Flavor Flav were both on the surreal world where they started sparked a relationship, and they had dated for several years. Yeah. And eventually, she's crazy, and he he's crazy. Flavor Flav. Okay. So what's her name again? Because I don't remember her real name. Brigitte Nielsen. Brigitte Nielsen. So second question of the day. Play the second question of the day explosion. Do we have one of those? No, I just... Son I just... of a bitch. Okay, second question of the day. <laughs> Who are you more into, Brigitte Nelson? Nielsen. Neil, shut up. I just go with... <laughs> Brigitte Nielsen or Ray Dong Chung? I know who you're going with because you like saying her name. <laughs> oh, Ray Dong Chung! <laughs> Yeah, she's a cutie. She's I'd have a, to go. She's with a her. total cutie. I'd want to have Tommy Chong as my father-in-law. I picture her just calling General Kirby's name sometimes <laughs> in my sleep, which is weird. I know. I know we lost a lot of the audience right there, but <clears throat> she was she was something special in the eighties.
God bless her. And, you know, she's trying to follow. I don't even know the nomenclature because when I came up, we weren't using those, like the quad, the quad tube bazooka. Oh, yeah. back. She's adorable. I mean, she totally just blew shit up in town and, and missed the target. She was adorable doing it. I love it. You guys just went silent. Couch, who do you? Brigitte, or what's her name? Nielsen. Nielsen. Or Brigitte Ray Dong Chong. Nielsen. I, I'm, I, if we're going to the, you know, to the Rocky Four version, it's Brigitte Nielsen all day. Really? You know, okay. I, I have no racist oh, yeah, son of a bitch. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I I like the fact that she could, you know, roll me over. So that's cool, you know? But she was a strong, she was and, and is a strong woman. No two ways about it. I don't know actually how strong she is yeah, now. Yeah. That was called the, the, by the way, the quad tube uh, rocket launcher is the M202 Flash. Okay. Yeah. See, I never, I never trained on an M202 Flash. I like, I like the idea of tall women, especially like Brigitte, that are, you know, that are are put together like there's nothing weird you know their torso and their arms and their legs all match and everything i like the idea of them like scooping me up like a football and running away with me and there's nothing i can do here you go here wait here's the music for you to describe it like there you go <laughs> running away with you like a football okay yeah it'd be like a, a, an ant banging a giraffe just running up and down the neck. <laughs> Speaking of Ukraine, Ukrainian <laughs> officials who have rapidly become the most entitled people on the planet are pissed that Mexico has invited Russian troops to take part in a parade. You heard that right. Imagine being so arrogant and out of touch that you th you're, you're pissed off that other countries are thinking for themselves and not doing what you want them to do. And yes, I get it. Some people are like, well, that's what America does. Well, okay, well, first of all, that's what we used to do, okay? Because we were badass, and and we had freaking unicorns flying out of said ass. I never saw it, but I've heard I've heard legends. There's tales of it happening. <laughs> but but I mean, this this is remarkable. They're they're so mad about it. You, but but here's the deal, Ukraine. First of all, you're not really a country. You're just our puppets. Okay, it's not your money. It's our money. It shouldn't be there in the first place, but you're getting it. But even if you were a legit country and you weren't a corrupt shithole before the whole war kicked off, you, you don't get to tell other countries who participates in your parades. I know that's niche. I, but dude, you, you got you have enough stroke to get a hundred billion dollars. Well, no, I get it. I mean, I get the absurdity of all of it. Like, but that's that's like. It, that's that's got to be good for the ego. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had, so I'm going to read part of a story here. Okay, here's part of a story from the Insider paper. Mexican uh, President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador on Monday defended the participation of the Russian soldiers in an Independence Day military parade an inclusion that prompted an angry response from Ukraine, which it did. The Ukrainian ambassador to Mexico, Osanka, did I miss it? Whatever, something, no one cares, wrote on social media that the event was, quote, tarnished by the participation of a Russian regiment. Their boots and hands of war criminals are stained with blood. And it continued on. It's all stupid bullshit. Um, I, look, you don't get to tell. I, I, I get feeling a certain thing. You're entitled to your feelings, but your feelings aren't facts or reality you don't get to which i hate that saying because it kind of goes down what a lot of politicians say but you you don't get to tell russia or mexico who participates in their parades or what you put in a pinata you just don't get to do it right yeah okay 
I'm, I'm more impressed that Mexico has a military parade. And I think that there, it's a nice way of saying, hey, our military really sucks, so we'll invite the Russians, so it spruces it up a little bit. Um, I think that's uh, – and Mexico chose a winner, you know. So, I mean, you know, give them, give them kudos twice. I mean, they, they picked the winner. Uh, you'd have to be a moron to think the Ukraine is winning this war. They're not. They're getting their asses handed to them. Uh, Colonel Rob Manson and I have talked about this extensively over the last six months to a year. Um, it, it's a typical Russian military. They take their time. They slow play it. They methodically, you know, but when they take a part of the country, they're taking it, you know, basically 300 miles long, going in two, three miles deep, and they're taking the whole damn swath, uh, you know, like, like we had to do in World War II to win that war. So, I mean, the Ukraine's down to 15 million from 50 million in population. They're having to force people to join yeah. their military. Like, they're literally forcing people to join and then, and then threatening to kill them or imprison them if they don't fight. Um, that's not a that's not a side that believes in their cause, Drew. And so, I mean, I, I just don't care what the, the dipshits in New York begging for twenty four billion dollars today at the UN from the U.S. taxpayers. Um, you know, uh, where's the protesters at in New York? I mean, if I, I mean, think about that. They've got what a couple hundred thousand illegal aliens in the streets of New York that they, you know, Eric Adams sounds like Donald Trump. That's how bad New York is yeah. at this point. <laughs> you know, you know. You know, he's walking around with a Make New York Great Again t-shirt on today. Yeah. Um, what, what a dumpster fire this is. But I, I agree with what you said. I'll, you'll, I'll land it. No one cares about the Ukraine. They're getting their asses kicked. They're losing this war. It's time to call an ace an ace and a spade a spade. Enough is enough. The American mainstream media and your government is lying to you out the ass in this entire situation. The Ukraine has air superiority, or sorry, Russia has air superiority over that entire region. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Russia has experienced fighter pilots. My God, they're taking out Reaper drones with flybys. And that's been proven on video. So, I mean, I, I just, at some point, um, this this has to stop. Uh, and, I, and I blame Kevin McCarthy uh, because he's a giant penis. And I yield back. <laughs> he, he certainly is. No, it has to. I mean, this look, this is plain and simple. A, a money laundering operation now that has the potential and, and in fact, likelihood of leading to a massive world war, uh, which which no one wins from. Uh, the money laundering part, lots of people winning from right now, but but the, the war part, no one does. I'm intrigued by this parade of the Mexican military because I have these visions of, like, lowrider tanks and, like, their Jeeps having, like, hydraulics and bouncing them up and down the street and, like, the uniforms. They're wearing, like, really tight, like, Wrangler jeans with white cowboy boots and bandoleros. Bandoleros. Like, is, like, lowrider plane as the as their bounce, as the hydraulics are going up and down? Of course. <laughs> Gosh, I, I know this is a random story, but I'm I'm we're, we're I'm I'm at Monterey, I'm at language school out there, and I'm with what became uh, I, I, I'm with a significant other at the time. We'll leave it there, and um, we're on what's one of the um, what's one of the songs, the main songs that mariachi bands play? That one. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's like that's that's the like the, one. That's no, it the is, but one. what's one of the ones with words? Um, I, I, yeah. maybe it was that one. It was something like that. But like, so well, these jokers, this literally has nothing. To do with anything. <laughs> I'm gonna move on so fast from this. But there's a lot. We're we're sitting at the beach. We're like, this is cool. There's like some cookouts. There's this live mariachi band playing. They're literally no further 
Como me, como me duele, maybe that one. I don't know okay. the, the the names to. Okay. Or Ruby. Uh, no. Uh, son I, las una, son las dos, y Ruby no está aquí. That one? No, it wasn't that one. <laughs> but can you try it again? I just want to make time. sure I get it. No, but they're like this far away, and they're playing in their full getup, and they finish the song, and they pause for a second like live bands do, and then they start playing the same song. I'm like, that's weird. Go back to talking, eating, whatever we're doing. Song finishes again. And you know what those sons of bitches did? They played the same song? They played the same song. They were waiting for you to tip them. They just kept playing the same song over and over again. I'm like, you guys only know one song. Your outfits are baller. And they just kept like, but they would talk like, all right, what are we going to do next? Let's do it again. Play that same song. Dude, when I worked on Cops, we were filming in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and we were working with the Vice unit there. And one of the Vice members was a Mexican-American and also in a mariachi band. So the Vice unit rented a limousine for this prostitution sting, and he got in the back of the limousine in his mariachi costume, and we had hidden cameras set up back in, in, in the limousine, and he got in. It was so funny watching the footage this guy in the mariachi outfit making deals for like a half and half or you know <laughs> or straight sex or you know it was hilarious that is that is if we ever get a few money we will have just a mariachi band I've, lo- I've told you i've looked it up over here all the time and the one here in in town is actually pretty expensive They're really expensive <laughs> yeah, like, really expensive. it was like four hundred dollars for four songs <laughs> that's it it's all you that's get that's all you get <laughs> Now, if they play four different songs, at least that's a step up from the one I had in my Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, I, I want to touch on a story. I'm sure Couch has some feedback on this one, too, because um, I know Couch was up late like I was watching this game. Uh, but this last segment is something that falls in uh, my sports segment. So this game goes, we're not going to go into the whole game again, per se, but this game goes late, right? It's, it's, a, it's a late start. It's a Pac-12 game. It goes, starts at 10.30, goes to 2.30. Uh, myself, Couch, others, a lot of people stayed up late. By the way, the numbers for that game, it was crazy, the viewership for it. There was reports on it today. It was, it was insane, even being at that late hour. All that to say, it was chippy. It was chippy. It's a rivalry game, right? It's the Rocky Mountain Showdown. And you had a, and I remember I watched this play, and maybe Couch, you saw it too, but you had Colorado State uh, defensive back Henry Blackburn who, who laid into Travis Hunter on Colorado, their stud receiver number 12, and he got hurt. And we're going to show you the clip in a second. But since that happened, he's been receiving, as you can see in the tweet there, <clears throat> death threats um, o- over the hit. They doxed him, shared his home address, phone number, leaked it out on social media. <laughs> Perfect. And he and his family have been barred with death threats and constant harassment ever since. So here's here's the the hit. Let's pull up the hit. We'll show you this. Want me to mute it or just either way? No, just play it. Just play it right. as is, and we'll talk about it. Downfield, incomplete, but a flag yeah, real quick there. intended for again. Hunter, who took a shot afterwards. Now let's just scroll it back and play it again. So again, downfield. First quarter, things chippy. Field, incomplete, but a flag outside. down. You know, intended for Hunter. And, and then he comes in and takes that shot. Now, I, uh, 
lot of points here. You're going full speed. Emotions are going. I get it. Everyone's done that, and you got to you get a penalty for it. Sometimes you get your face mac pu pulled by your coach, and you get punched and stuff like that. Whatever, it hasn't happened. To was you, he but, out of bounds? Uh, he was. The, the the other white is a is part of the stuff that he was. Oh, it's the soft. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's that's gotcha. the map that they're standing on. And he had slow. <clears throat> if you're watching it in the game, like he had started to kind of slow down because the play was essentially dead, and then Blackburn comes in and lights him up, uh, and then talks some shit afterwards too, and then. Shador Sanders comes down, the quarterback from Colorado. They get in each other's face. It, it was a whole thing. But you have that happen, and and if you've played the game, you kind of understand how it how it happens. And it was wrong. He should have gotten flagged. It was very it was it was violent. <clears throat> you could see when he did it that it during the game that what the intent was. Like it was, I'm gonna fuck you up. It's a dirty hit. It was a dirty hit. Again, I understand when you're going full speed how that happens, but it was a dirty hit. He should have been punished. It, it was a bad moment in the game. I, I was up thinking like, wow, like, dude, dude, like you just, you, that was a step too far. And I, I'm a violent person. You took it a step too far there. But this is where we are in society where people flip the script and then they're like, well, we're going to do just as bad or worse on the other side. And you hurt Travis Hunter, so now we're going to dox you and list your home address and put out your phone number and send death threats. Like, people, how do you think that actually helps the situation? It just uh, – I can't no. stand the concept of doxing. <clears throat> no. Travis was wrong. So are you. See how that works? It's a simple concept. Hashtag do better. You just got to do better. I, 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 did you see that hit Saturday Night Couch? Oh yeah, no, it was it was absolutely brutal, and uh, uh, you know he should have been ejected for the hit. I mean, it's targeting, uh, it may not necessarily targeting based on the rule, but you know it's it's head hunting. You know, which in the NFL they suspend you for an entire season. You look at what happened with you know Sean Payton and that Saints team. I mean, there's no difference in what happened with this Colorado State versus Colorado thing. Um, I, I think the the fact that. You know, first off, if, if I look over and the opponents have Master P and Little Wayne and The Rock and a whole bunch of other, uh, you know, guys with prison terms, um, I'm probably not doing any headhunting because, you know, it, it's literally like, it would be literally like walking up to Ice Cube and Ice Tea in a restaurant and, and shitting all over them. It's not going to end well for you. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't know what the guy was thinking. The head coach Norvell's a jackass. He was an asshole during the entire week of the games, mouthing Dion. He was a jerk at the handshake. Uh, so glad Colorado came back and won that game. But it, it's headhunting. It's dirty. And uh, the kid should probably get a two- or three-game suspension because he, he is literally, you know, Travis Hunter is out for probably three or four weeks because of that. Yeah, lacerated liver. Ooh. Wow. I mean, like, it, <clears throat> it, it did not go well. And, and obviously hoping that – it, one, one for his health and well-being for Travis Hunter. Two, the dude's all world. He is a freaking animal on the field. Travis Hunter is, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I saw that. And I'm like, dude, and I'm not, I'm not pro people getting ejected for games. I like some emotion. I like some trash talking. I like all of that stuff. I saw that hit the other night. I'm like, dude, that you've crossed a line for me. Like that was, that was, that was hardcore. It's, it's time for you to go. Um, it didn't happen. But that said. What do you think of the response, Couch? Because, because this is this is the day and age that we're in. Oh, this person did this. Go ahead and put his address out there so he and his parents get death threats. Like I, I, that, that's obviously not helping the situation either. No, and as somebody who's been doxxed to hell and back by the radical left, who 
you know, consistently, you know, I, like I told you, there's another hit piece coming on me that I'm, I was made aware of in the last 48 to 72 hours. It'll probably be out tomorrow by one of the liberal rag uh, news sites. Um, they, I, I, I just disagree with the tactics. I mean, there's a reason why even Twitter has a, a doxing policy. If you, if you dox someone, you're banned. I, I don't think it's a bad policy at all, uh, especially because people are so radicalized in this political environment and this country. And so people are going to, you know, do stupid things. Um, that's, that's a real concern. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, he's a kid. Um, we have to, we, we have to realize that with these college athletes, at the end of the day, they're 18 to 22 year olds. They're young, they're children, they're kids. And so I always have to take that. I, I blame the coaches probably more so than I do the kid, but if the coaches weren't pushing and playing that up, in my opinion, Drew, that never happens. But, but to answer your question on the docking, I disagree with it. Um, I think the, if anything hap anybody, if anything happens, those making threats should be held responsible. Um, that's the one thing that I think law enforcement does a piss poor job in this country of doing is, you know, uh, taking care of people that make these kind of idle threats and death threats. Um, I, I can't imagine. I mean, I don't even have a voicemail on my phone uh, for that reason. You can lie. I'm probably giving too much away here, but like, if, if you were to get my number and were to call me after like four or five rings, it's going to go to like some Spanish recording because I've had so many death threats with the Seth Rich investigation, with the Las Vegas shooting, with Fast and Furious, all the investigations my team has done over the years. And I would literally get, and there was at one point I would get 10 or 12 death threat, you know, voicemails a day. And um, I just got tired of it. So that's why I don't have a voicemail and I have a dummy voicemail now. So uh, I feel for the kid, feel for his parents completely disagree with the people that are doing that. Uh, I think it's childish and it's cowardly, uh, but it also it can lead to some lunatic, you know, showing up at his house and, and causing severe damage or harm to his family. And I'll yield back Drew. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that, that that's it. I mean, I, the way I look at it is there just was no wins across the board on this. Like it just was uh, it handled poorly at all levels. You mentioned uh, Jay Norvell who, who did weigh in the head coach Colorado state uh, after the fact, let's play that clip here, Disco, and then we can wrap this up and move on to the post-show press conference. It's just sad. It's sad that that's the state of the world we live in. And um, I mean, it's a football game. Let's not let's not make it more than that. I mean, we don't want anybody to get hurt. Um, we don't coach that kind of football. And um, you know, we I, you know I've been talking to Henry about that. I talked to him last night, and I talked to him today. And uh, it's, it's discerning and it's unsettling. And I mean, this kid should be worrying about going to school and, and getting ready to play football. He shouldn't be worrying about that kind of nonsense. So, I mean, it's, he, he's right. Again, I, I thought yeah. he stepped in it all week leading up to this game. You know, he gave a lot of bulletin board content to, to prime and, and the folks over in Boulder. Um, he did his team. He coached a hell of a game. I don't know how Colorado never adapted and tried to prevent the the, the mesh routes that were going underneath all, all game long. But but they, they did. But at the end of the day, it is it is as much as it pains me to say it. It is just a game. It is just football. Uh, and you have someone who's hurt uh, and you have someone who's getting death threats and, and neither of which uh, are good. And, and and Jay Norvell and Colorado State 0 and 2. I'm just just saying he's right. And, you know, everyone, you know, Matt, yourself all have the same opinion. I have the same opinion. It was a dirty hit. 
but man oh man the it it just goes to show you where we are in this world when you look back and if you're not familiar with who jack tatum is just go ahead and go to youtube and look at some of his videos of him playing in the defensive secondary and just absolutely obliterating people. Like there, There's a famous uh, video of Jack Tatum hitting somebody from the Vikings and knocking their helmet off. You know, he did that on multiple occasions. He paralyzed Daryl Stingley from the New England Patriots in a preseason game, never apologized, never go, went to go visit him in the hospital. <laughs> And there has never been a death threat against Jack Tatum. He passed away in, I think, 2012 or something. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but that's how far that we've come. He, Jack Tatum, his autobiography was They Call Me Assassin. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody ever doxed him or they just said, yeah, he was a dirty, he was a rough and dirty player. It never got to this point of, oh my goodness gracious, did you see what he did? We need to dox him now. You know, to that pearl clutching status that we have of everything is just oh, there's yeah. yeah there's some room in between there. I love how some characters came out there. 2010 <laughs> is when he passed away. 2010. Okay. No, I, but to me, I, I've said this, and not just for football, but even in hockey. If you're going to go out and be a goon, and you're going to headhunt, you're going to do this, and you get that person out because of an injury. That person who did the hit should be out not just as long as it takes them to heal to come back, but then also longer. If not, you're like because I mean if that's all they do because in hockey, remember there was those goons. They don't have them as much today, but they they had the goons. Some people still do dirty hits. That if, if you're going to take out a, a key player like that, all right, you're you're yeah, done. It's hard. It's hard because you. I, I mean, love goons. I do too. No, I love them, but you I'm just saying, guys. I remember Dino Cicerelli yeah. and the Stars growing up. But you needed Bob those guys. <laughs> but then, but then, especially with all the the concussion protocols, like oh, you know, it's going to hurt them here. Okay, well, it'll stop the hard hitting. There'll be good hits, but it'll start yeah, but these you, hard hits. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'm I mean, just look, saying for the player's safety. Yeah. But I love watching them. Concussions aren't dangerous. I, I've had lots of them. I turned out fine. I think <laughs> we can all agree. Um, <laughs> But, but I, I don't know. I mean, it depends because it's also tricky. Like again, it, it, in yeah. this case of Blackburn, he, he, he was dirty. But you're also going full speed, so it's like, well, I'm here. I might as well just light him up. Um, there's there's so much nuance to all of it, and it's hard. And and you you accident like someone t tackled Chubb last night. Chubb. That was some nasty shit yeah. last night. Well, yeah, but that wasn't that a was dirty gruesome. hit. Just, that, that was, was so gruesome. I'm, I'm talking about like head hunting hits, not ones that happened to give like the one on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, you run into a lot of shades of gray. Yeah, it's, it is. They, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's hard to gonna, tell. You're gonna wait while Chubb heals his every ligament in his knee, and or, or which I know you're saying dirty, or you know you sit. The, the hit on, on Roger, it wasn't even really a hit. Was, he was yeah. trying to evade. But I'm, saying, I'm not saying yeah. any hit that – Yeah. I'm not saying any hit that deals in an injury. A dirty hit. Dirty hit. That, yeah. Like, there was one hit uh, on a Boston Bruin where the guy is out cold. He went stiff on the ice. He didn't even wake him up till he got to the hospital. He didn't play for the rest of the season and half the season uh, the next season. And the player only got a two-game suspension and, a, like, a $3,000 fine. That's all I got. Also, two games later, he was making more dirty hits. He should not be there because the whole season, that's all he did was yeah, do that, dirty that, hits. That's a little bit too ministry of, uh, you know, we're going to get you back. You know, it's just – I. I I'm just saying those. You know, you're going to have to impanel people and have an attorney and a doctor. Then it becomes a thing, and it's just I like the 
you know, suspended for a couple of games. Here's your fine. You know, once you start going down, then it's like, okay, you have to define what a dirty hit is, you know, then you have to have the due process, of course, and there has to be all these people impaneled, and it just becomes a mess. No, it's crazy. By the way, Drew, I got to make an announcement. You are currently barely leading the Red Voice media poll of who wins in a cage match to the death, Drew Berquist or Sarah Ashton Cirillo. Um, it is a close, close wow. fight right now. Wow. And you're up 56 to 44%. Uh, a lot of people don't think you can take her. Just want to throw that out there. Wow. I mean, Whoa. yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, uh, I'm not who I used to be by any stretch, but I mean, I've got some training to do some shit. Uh, we got to step those poll numbers up. Um, <laughs> Uh, and by the way, we got to wrap this up. But Jer- but Jerusalem said over on Rumble, you know, Jerusalem is is talking about the pussification of America, which is absolutely a real thing, as well as the as the game of football and sports writ large. Don't disagree on that. Um, talking about if you've ever run another man full force with the intention of knocking the ball loose or his head, you can't just stop. I get it. I played college football. I understand. Like, but I also have done what Blackburn did, <laughs> and I know that it was intentional. You yeah. are going full force, and it's that and. And I'm not saying that he should be banned from playing or anything like that. I love, I love violence too much. I always joke violence. Everyone loves, love and you watch it for the hits. That's what yeah, you watch it 100%. for. Hundred percent. But but there should be some punishment. There shouldn't be some punishment that prevents him from playing forever. And there shouldn't be doxing or death threats for for, for sure. Um, but you know, I mean that that was just a cheap that was a cheap shot. Hundred um, um, percent. And it just was is what it is. There are times where you're going. And the quarterback, this, these these rules to protect the quarterback now are such garbage. Like, the dude was going full force. He didn't light him up. It wasn't a cheap shot. He just stopped himself by tackling the quarterback, and you're calling it rough in the passer. He was that's, mid-dive. He can't stop himself right. mid-dive. That's, that's all BS. That There's so much BS. But um, I get everyone's point. Um, we're going to get on to the next point of our show. Appreciate Couch. Appreciate all of you being here. We're going to head to the post-show press conference. We appreciate you guys being here today. We'll be back tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, as well as Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern. You can join us Friday morning, 11 a.m. for Coin Club. If you're a Coin Club member, it's easy to sign up. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Veterans, first responders, you get 30% off your membership. Annual members, you get a free challenge coin sent to you. Uh, We hope that you can join us. There's tons of other reasons, too. We'll talk about them later if you don't already know. For now, we're going to head to the post-show press conference. Stick around for this and then for RVM Roundup, Colonel Rob Manus after that. Be safe, be smart, be free. And now, get ready for the This Is My Show post-show press conference. Sponsored by Colon Sports, the new frontier in electrolyte replacement and removal. Let's get into some stuff here. Uh, fun show as usual. It's good to have Couch join us. Good to have lots of folks step into the X space. Obviously, all the, the the chatting going on over on Rumble and some of the other platforms. Apologies for for those uh, that I didn't get to. Again, there's so many platforms that we go out to, and I only have so many screens. I've got more screens, I feel like, than than most, but I still only have so many. So um, uh, we just appreciate you being there today. Appreciate you. Appreciate you engaging with us and and sticking with us uh, as you have for for so so long. Uh, welcome to the new folks. Uh, with that, let's take some questions. See, si, Senor Diego. Diego. The Hi. immigrants, the ones that are coming over from the border. I see that they were counting them as they opened the gate and they closed them. Was this like a queue at the uh, the place that you call uh, D- D- Disney? 
Disney, yeah. So they were taking counts of them and asking them where they were from. It just didn't feel like they were actually from south of the border. They kept it seemed like they were from everywhere else. Well, they're south of the border. There's there's folks from Africa. There's folks from uh, East Asia. You know, South Asia. You name it. They're coming from everywhere. But uh, and you can understand why. But yeah, it does. It has. It kind of has that that feeling of okay, the next six people up, the next eight people up. Uh, like you're on a ride or at a, a an attraction. Would the wait time be like 65 minutes for this Depends. queue? If you, a, if you got a fast pass or if you've got you know which coyote brought you, it's it's all it's all in how that's uh, that's worked out. But there is there's there's uh, sadly a lot of similarities to what you're saying with our our immigration system right now and people just opening the gate as you saw in that clip for for them to come in. Uh, next question. Good afternoon, Drew. My name is Sheffy Schnapps, <laughs> and I'm from the Tilly Courier. <laughs> so my question to you, Drew, <laughs> do you like riddles? <laughs> no. Oh, okay, uh, I want to talk about John. I, I, look, I'm going to stop here. I don't, I don't even know what you're saying. John Fetterman. Why is it a big deal that he has, is wearing a hoodies? All right, let's make a, a point of policy real quick. No one ever give him. I didn't, I didn't even catch his name. All I know is I'm going to have trouble sleeping tonight with that laugh. Uh, the, 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 the point is I did catch the end part there remarkably. Um, it's a big deal, him wearing a hoodie and basketball shorts into the United States Senate because that's just not who we are, right? We, if we're going to hold the U.S. Senate, which we don't really anymore, and I get that argument too, if we're going to hold it in a higher level of prestige, we're going to expect them to represent us, the American people, to represent us as a country, then there's got to be some standards. Again, you don't have to wear a tie. I'm not for wearing ties, okay? I'm not into asphyxiation. I'm not into any of that stuff. But you've got to have some level of standards and and us lowering those standards, in fact, removing those standards all, standards altogether for for sitting senators, for someone who is uh, a just walking disaster like John Fetterman is a disastrous policy, in fact. Um, let's take let's take maybe one last question here. Yes, is Vladimir Moskovskaya Russian standard? Hey, Vladimir. The, the woman with the nice rack from Ukraine. That's a man. Yeah. Wait. Is it a man? It's, yeah, it's a man. Everyone's doing it here in America. Mm. Have you been to Thailand? Yes. It's just like that. Ah. Yeah. Men with boobs. Okay. She or he, I guess, gave, you know, the other last week gave threats and now saying that he's going to be the one who fixes the border issue of, of Ukraine. I feel like Russia could just squash him like bug. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's true. Um, Russia could. Uh, but Russia, you, you know, you guys seem to kind of have achieved most of the goals that you want to achieve. So... Um, you know, is this the best that America can offer? Uh, that's my question. Uh, you know, it's kind of that's a that's a contentious point of discussion there, Vladimir. It's because it's it's tricky because we used to say no, uh, and now this is what we kind of celebrate. So I'm a, I'm at a loss myself. I'm a little confused 
Uh, I'm, I'm confused on the country that. Uh, that I, oh, Nancy. Sonoma, 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 Sonoma. So, uh, the, uh, uh, Hunter, uh. There you go, there's the word. Uh, Nancy, how'd you uh, get in here? Uh, Nancy! Don Rickles. Nancy, come here. Don Rickles. Here. No. Don Rickles. I'm sorry, Drew. Don Rickles. I'm so sorry. Don Rickles. Sorry, folks. Don Rickles. Oh. We'll try this again tomorrow. Just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com. cronies have lost over three trillion of america's retirement savings in 2022 alone with inflation running rampant and the stock market crashing do you have a plan to protect your wealth our friends at american alternative assets help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your ira or 401k into a gold ira fact is you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax deferred status visit protectfrombiden.com today to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A-plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. VM Roundup.